<clears throat> and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching ABL Live. You could be anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're right here with me, and I most certainly appreciate y'all for that. It's a whole lot of things going on, a whole lot happening. We're gonna talk about it all. We're gonna talk about this whole bailout bill and some of the theatrics that have been surrounding it. Did you guys see AOC do the the, the conductor dance, the five-year-old little kid dance, all that good stuff? Did you see her do that? Also, did you see the other lady throwing a tantrum, acting the fool? By the way, if you don't know, if you didn't hear, the bill was over what, $2 trillion? They gave 25 million to the Kennedy Center for what? Do I want to see cats in live action? I don't think so. They could easily just go ahead and throw that one away. I would not be heartbroken over that, but I'll move on. The bill was bloated. The, the bill really could have been avoided if we didn't go do this whole uh, shut down everything, no more economics. And they say, well, we don't really know when we're going to bring a country back. Really? The first of the month is upon us. The first of the month is Wednesday. Wednesday. What are we going to do? I don't really know. We'll talk about that particular issue. AOC's stomping match and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I appreciate y'all for joining. Most certainly Thank y'all for being here. You could be anywhere. Well, not really. You can't really be anywhere because they, they say you can't really be anywhere. You can't even go outside. Uh, I want to go to a park. Oh, uh, the park's closed. What? I can't go to a park? Well, how about I go inside my own house with 10 friends? Oh, no, you can't do that. That's beyond the limit. And you got to have uh, social distancing. So unless you got a mansion or something like that, you guys can't be in the same house. So inside's closed. Outside's closed. Where can I go? I can't go to a restaurant, a barber shop. I, I mean, what can I really do with myself? I got to walk outside by myself with some kind of big space guard around me. I got to put on a big inner tube of air or some cardboard that gives me like a, a 10 foot uh, uh, little bubble around me. Is that what I got to do? This is crazy. Thank you, William. I appreciate it. This hat is available on ablmerch.com. And I thank y'all for being here. You could be anywhere, like I said, but you're right here with me. I definitely appreciate y'all for that. But it's a whole lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> you know what? And my thing is, I, I pretty much will go wherever I want. I, I don't want to, you know, adhere to this whole uh, quarantine. But the problem is, where are you going to go? That's the only issue. Everything is closed down. You can't even go to a park. I like to go to a park and have a nice day out with my lady. But no, I can't go to the park. The park's closed. What? How are you going to close a park? That's, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to close basketball courts, tennis courts. You're going to close gardens. You're going to close air. This is, this is so silly. But it is what it is. Oh, are they back, Anna? And it says Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are back in the USA. That's very interesting. Yeah. Now, we'll talk about a lot. Hold on. Shout out to the Super Chatter. 
uh, Albert Wesley, who says, keep up the good work, Anthony. Hey, thank you for that. I most certainly will do that. And I appreciate you for your donation. But yeah, I want to be able to go around, move around, do what I got to do and have that be that. You know, I'm not in the bubble. I'm made to be outside of the bubble. I'm made to just break the bubble. I'm, a, I'm, bubble, I'm bubble popping. How about that? That's what I want to do. Oh, no, nah, no, Lil King. Listen, the public outrage is coming. It Like on the first of the month, I predicted. Oh, man. Psh. Hey, if you, ha if you have your weapon, make, make sure it works. <laughs> go, go shoot it outside somewhere where it's nice and safe. Make sure it works because you're going to need it. Or maybe you'll need it if something were to happen. How about that? And I saw that whole thing about Cuomo talking about, yeah, we have stockpiles, ventilators, but... That's what, it, that's what it's supposed to be. It's like, okay, if they're supposed to be there and you need them, why not start to access some of those? If there's an immediate need for the ventilators, access them and then request that they get refilled. Or that you're going to need more at a certain point in time due to the projection. Don't just say we don't have any. You know, and the people that are out there, the doctor, nurse, whatever she was talking about, oh, there's no more supplies, we're running out of supplies. You have them right there. I mean, don't cry to the federal government. Cry to the local government. Cry to the guy in charge in New York. Cry to him. Don't cry to the federal government. You know, you got to put your you got to put your uh, complaint where it's supposed to go. OK, if you go to the city hall and you're filing a complaint for somebody's trash being outside at the DMV part of the city hall, you'd be like, sir, you're in the wrong spot. I need you to go down there and file a complaint over there. This is DMV. I get you your tags. I can get you your car insurance stuff straight. But over there is a trash department. Don't come over here with that whole situation. Pretty much. Yep. Now, I have not heard any updates on your man with the coronavirus. Uh, who is that? Uh, uh, is it Epstein? No, Harvey Weinstein. I've not heard any updates on him. This man got one foot in the grave using the walker can barely move around and he has the virus but i've not heard any update did he get cured did he recover what's going on with him gina fuentes thank you for your donation she says california is turning into a ghost town we going stir crazy i can imagine especially like la like the big cities when i was in la i was surprised at how big it was like i knew it was big but when you see it in person it's it's a little bit different than just reading about it and seeing pictures it's it's so many people and it's so densely populated that trying to put everybody like 10 million people in the la county area under on a lockdown is not a thing that's going to be that easy to do not at all all right let me see alan says did shoot yesterday okay you, you out there getting your shooting on absolutely Yes, China is a hoe for sure. They are. Shout out to Miriam Vidal who says coronavirus has been in the U.S. for just over one month and people are hoarding masks. AIDS has been here for 40 years and fools still don't use a condom. Amen. Amen. You got guys wearing all types of masks, latex gloves, all this, that, and the third. Social distancing, self-quarantining. But just the day before the whole thing broke out, they were engaging in something strange like Andrew Gillum. 
I can guarantee you Andrew Gillum is the kind of guy that'd be like, oh, well, social distancing, guys. Here you are in a hotel room, not using any kind of protection, drugs and all that. But I digress. The point is that there are many more dangerous things out there that can kill you because let's let's be clear. HIV is also a virus. I mean, what does the V stand for in HIV virus? So once you get that one, that's the big one right there. You can't get rid of that. Ain't going to be no hydrochloroquine to come get you and save you from that one. Okay, it's pretty much a wrap. Now, I don't know how Magic Johnson is still walking and talking and moving and shaking, you know, 30 years later, but we'll move on. <laughs> Most people, when you get that that monster, that the house in Virginia, it's pretty much game over. So why are we so worried about the corona, but not so much worried about the other one? But we'll move on. All right. <laughs> Dougie Red says social distancing golf. Is that a thing now? Is, is that really a thing? Must your caddy be like way down the, the, the course away from you? Like, how does that really work? If you have a caddy, can you can you ride in a golf cart? I, I'm a fan of I like golf. Golf is really relaxing and it's it's a fun game. Shout out to the, all the golfers. Thank you to my man Charles Turner Jr. who says ABL. Do you believe President Trump should have vetoed the stimulus bill with all the pork nonsense in it? What else should have happened instead? I think he really had no choice because the problem is just time. We're dealing with time. You already had gone through this whole thing of the pork being in there, trying to reduce some of the things, trying to eliminate some of the things. This has been going on for a while, actually. I think there was one permutation of it early that was including something about Planned Parenthood and abortion and stuff. Then it went to another one that had pork in it. They had to get rid of that one. So it's like, how long can we keep going this back and forth game, not getting everybody on board, not getting something signed? Meanwhile, people are suffering. I mean, people are losing their jobs every day. And people losing their businesses every day, like permanently losing their businesses every day. You saw the unemployment numbers, 3.28 million unemployment claims in one week. That's just unemployment claims. That's not counting towards those that are still working, but are underemployed from what they were doing before. You understand? So let's say you've been getting 35, 40 hours a week. Now, all of a sudden, since the, the Rona didn't hit, you get 20 hours, 10 hours, five hours. You might even be technically on the schedule, but not getting any hours. So you're not unemployed necessarily, but you're not employed either. Or you're not employed enough to be able to make it. You understand? Or you, you're self-employed. Uh, you got a you got a small business. You you know you're um, an independent contractor. All these people are suffering right now. Look at the airline industry and all the businesses that surround it. The hotel industry, restaurant industry, it's bad. They said that it's like I think one guy from the industry, restaurant industry, came out on TV and said that there's like between like 10 and 12 million restaurant workers that, that could be a low number but he was saying almost half of that are jobless or are about to be jobless so it is what it is it's, it's a crazy situation he he did trump to answer your question charles trump did all that he could have done considering the circumstances it is what it is all right oh here's a good question from jessica she says, do you feel sorry for Andrew Gillum's wife? I don't think she knew he's into men. Now, I do feel sorry for her if, 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 if 
Keyword, if she did not know that he was, you know, a, a switch hitter, you know, playing for the other team. If she didn't know that, because sometimes what happens is these women know what's going on, but they stay because of, you know, other reasons, financial, social, security, whatever. I don't know what she knew. If she did not know, I feel sorry for her. And I feel bad for the kids. Even if she did know, which I don't know what she knew, even if she knew, I know the kids didn't know because you wouldn't tell kids anything like that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't tell kids about your own things you do as husband and wife. So why would you tell them about what you do outside of the husband and wife situation? You understand? So I feel really bad for the kids and the wife if she were not aware of what's going on. But like I said, if she did know what was going on, I wouldn't be surprised at all. That wouldn't, if, if it came out where they said that she knew what was going on, I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be pretty much normal. You know, it is what it is. But thank y'all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing so far, if you enjoy the content, please hit the like button. That'll help me out a lot. I most certainly uh, appreciate you. I have played mini golf, of course. Everybody's played mini golf. Garth Reed says, ABL, nobody is stopping you from going out there and doing whatever you want to do. Just ignore the noise. I mean, I feel you. Like, I go out. Like, I'm not where I live. I'm not under quarantine. But the problem is that you can't go anywhere because everywhere is closed. You can't even go to a park. The park's closed. They got police officers at the park turning you away if you try to go to the park. So I can't even go outside and enjoy the park. I can't go to the mall. I can't go to the movies. I can't go to a restaurant. I can't go get fast food and sit in the fast food joint. And I can't go to the museum. They then close all the spots you can go to. You drive around like a ghost town. So all you can really do is just kind of stay home or ride around. And that's it. <laughs> go outside your own house. But it's not a whole lot you can really do. Go to friends' houses. That's about it. And then that they try to they try to cut down on that too. And and then the thing about it is, some people are afraid of what's going on that that you know, and it's just crazy. I'm ready for it to be all over with. Honestly, that's just my viewpoint. Uh, shout out to Valerie Rogers for the donation. Who says the president loves the American people? He does. I think that he's doing what is the best in his mind. One hundred percent. Stephen Kemp, thank you for the donation. He says, Don Jr. for New York Governor 2022. Thoughts, please. I think uh, Don Jr. is going to run for president in 2024. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, he would say it right now, but his dad is running and he's still trying to. He doesn't want to interfere with his father trying to become reelected <clears throat> or him just being out there right now being the president so you won't come out and say anything right now but mark my words in 2022 we'll be right back here in 2022 he'll be talking about trying to become the president in 2024 guarantee you i don't see what would stop him from trying to become the president in 2024 i feel like it's just a slam dunk who are the democrats going to be able to conjure between now and 2024 that would be able to beat a don jr or anybody else on the right i'm not really sure Shout out to Jay Smith, who says, are you disappointed in Trump? Do you see him getting his country back? This is a sample of things to come. Martial law. 
I'm not disappointed in Trump. I think he did all he could do. I think he did the best in a situation that could have possibly happened. I mean, if it were me, I would have done something totally different. It probably would have caused more um, deaths potentially. But I'm looking at it from the point of view of people die every day from a lot of different things and nobody really cares. People die from HIV, um, car accidents, suicide, um, you know, gun death. Uh, what else? People getting beat to death, uh, fire, drug overdoses, heart disease, diabetes, cancer. People die every day. And it's not really this big thing to stop the whole world from moving because people die. So I would not have shut down everything so drastically. All I would have said is just like practice safe measures. You know, wash your hands. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. And if you're elderly, if you're in a high risk crowd, not just elderly, but high risk. If you, you know, smoke Newports uh, every day, if you smoke a carton of Newports a day every day, maybe you might want to stay inside a little bit more than usual so you don't get the virus. That's it. I wouldn't be like shut down entire states and you can't go to a restaurant anymore. I wouldn't have done the things that have caused the economic problems. Cause I understand it's gotta be a balance. Maybe more catch it, but that's fine because I mean, this could be happening again, like in November. And if it lasts from November until March, are we gonna put our country on hold from November to March? How is that even possible? It's not possible. So there's not much you can really do in a situation. I think he did the best that could have been done. Not the extreme of what I would have done, but also not to the extreme of shutting down the entire country nationally, because that's what they were trying to push for. They were trying to say, oh, Trump should go ahead and shut down the country nationally. It's like, no, 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 uh, uh, uh. let's not do that. Uh, the state should have some power, but I feel like some of these states have gone overboard, way overboard. And then they're trying to say, uh, well, New York is the epicenter. Oh, the, the one that's wearing me out the most is when they're trying to say that the U.S. has the most cases in the world. And then did you see Hillary Clinton talking about, well, America, America's first tier is like, really? You, you want to troll the time? Like, you want to make jokes at a time like this about the virus? Is that what we want to do, Hillary Clinton? Uh, first of all, when people say that, they're missing a couple of things here. If they want to say that the United States are is leading the world in cases of the virus. Number one, we are the third most populous country in the world. So if there's a virus going on and people are getting infected, then you would think the place with the most people will have the most cases or that the highest populated countries have the most people that are infected. It just kind of would make sense. Okay, they're trying to compare us to Italy, but Italy's population is what? Probably like 60 million at, at the most. Let's look it up right quick. Okay, yeah, right on the dot. 60.4 million. California and Texas make up that right there, 60 million. Or right around that. I think California is like 39, Texas is like 29. So you pretty much right there at 60. So why are we trying to compare a small country comparatively like Italy to the United States? And if we're going to compare Italy to the U.S., let's talk about it for real. Let's talk about how... The cases they have reported as far as those that have been tested and confirmed with the virus and those that have died equate to a 10% death rate. But over here, those that have been reported, tested and reported as positive for the virus and those that have died equate to a 1.48% death rate. How about that?
And then they want to say we have more deaths. No, not, not more deaths. Then they want to say we have more cases than China. How are you going to believe whatever China tells you? Because the only way you know anything about China and their number of deaths is by buying whatever the government tells you in China. And we know not to trust China. We, we saw the meme, never trust China. China is a-hole. We know that to be the case. So why would you just believe China? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. And then beyond that, we're nowhere near the top as far as number of deaths. Italy, France, Spain, China, and more countries are above us in the deaths. So the media are really ridiculous and just regular normies out there are taking whatever they can and twisting it into their own narrative to make them believe whatever they want. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And the thing about it is Italy and their people that have died, the average age is like 80 or 70 or 80. You have elderly people with underlying health conditions that passed away. Not saying it's okay that they died. I'm just saying, let's put it in proper context and let's not play these games. You know, let's put it in proper context. How about that? Very simple. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing, I laugh right now as I saw a story to pop up on, on my Facebook page. It says, uh, it's, it's on the Grio. Uh, this is like an Afrocentric website that's owned by NBC Univision, but it's a different story. Anyway, the headline reads, why we call for black people to support, not shame, Andrew Gillum. <laughs> it's like, sir, ma'am, whoever wrote this article, you're talking about a guy that got caught in a hotel with meth and gay male prostitutes, all kind of stuff. I mean, if that were Trump, nobody would try to give him any kind of support. Nobody would say, yo, support that man. I mean, come on, really? This is ridiculous. This man, imagine if he were the governor. Oh, my goodness. Can you can you believe like can you imagine what the fallout would be? Totally embarrassing. One thousand percent embarrassing. You getting caught butt naked in the telly. High, drunk, all that good stuff with a gay male prostitute, a white male of debt, which is hilarious. You married with three kids, and that's not really your problem. Ain't no, is, is no issue with that. I mean, come on. What, what was the craziest part is that he was allowed to go home. It's like, how are you allowed to go home, maybe even get a police escort home when they found you in there with drugs and everything else around you? If he had a felony on his record, or let's say that he was on probation, he'd get locked up for that just for even being in the room. He get locked up for that. But since you are a powerful guy, they know you are, you got money or you, you have connections, really. It's all good. Ain't no problem. That's very funny. But we'll move on. But yeah, so this this whole thing. It's got to come to an end. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over with 1000 percent. Oh, getting back to I got way off track, getting back to Italy. Um. They have a very high death rate because of all the people there that are elderly that caught it. Uh, it just it was the same thing that happened here when the first deaths happened. It was in a nursing home in Seattle because you had a lot of elderly people that caught it and passed. And they don't talk about how many people caught the virus that worked in a nursing home that did not pass away. They don't talk about the recoveries. And it just elbow came on TV and said that um, well not TV. He was on his social media. He said that his doctor told him that since he's got the virus and got over it, he will now be immune to it. But I'm being told that 
um, if you get the virus, you could get it again and it could be worse second time. So what are we really talking about? I'm not really sure. It's, it's, it's kind of strange as to what's happening. Yep, Italy got a lot of expat retirees. Oh, yeah, the, the vaping scare. <laughs> well, I will say the thing about the vaping scare, that the vaping scare was real, but not in the way that some may think. The, the vaping scare, what happened was China was sending fraudulent cartridges in the mail to people, and then they're inhaling all types of uh, vitamin E, heavy metals, and stuff like that, and it was damaging their lungs. That was a problem. The, the problem was not with the flavors and the kids getting hooked on it. I mean, don't get it twisted. Kids getting hooked on nicotine is an is issue. And I think through that whole process of the vaping scare, we found out that Juul, which is the biggest vaping company, is owned by Bit Tobacco. Of course. Of course they're owned by Bit Tobacco because the problem, the issue is Bit Tobacco wants to get your kids hooked on nicotine. So then when they get to be adults and they grow out of some of the tricks and stuff on Instagram or they can't find a vape pen, they grab a cigarette and just use that. It's the same kind of method that um, is happening with the opioid crisis. People get hooked on it when they get prescribed for any kind of uh, injury, back injury or something like that, surgery. They take the pills for the pain. They get hooked on it and they're using the pills for a while. And then when the pills run out or when they can't acquire any pills on the street, then they just go get a, a needle and bang that. It's the same type of feeling. That's the that's the strategy with Juul, which is on my bit tobacco to get kids hooked on nicotine to get them to be their next customers in the future generation. But the problem with the health was because of China, China. I mean, I don't want to have China be like the new Russia, but you got to just call it for what it is. OK, we get a lot of our opioids that are fueling the opioid crisis from China. Uh, the vaping thing with the messed up cartridges flowing the vitamin E heavy metals came from China. Wuhan virus came from China. All of the cheap electronics in our store and Walmart, Best Buy, Target, Apple Store, especially all come from China, taking American jobs. Then the Chinese illegal immigrants are the number two group behind those who come from Latin America. Believe it or not. So there's a there's a serious issue there. And people are talking about it's racist to call out the issue. It doesn't make any sense at all. But thank you all for being here. I definitely appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing so far, hit the like button for me. That'll do me uh, wonders. That'll help with the search engine optimization and all that good stuff. Shout out to my man, Charles Turner Jr., who says, communists never tell the truth. Hollywood, the mainstream media, etc., are in bed with the Chicoms. 1,000%. The way that that's, that's a good point you made there, Charles, the way that movies are created now, at least the big um, the big budget blockbuster movies, they're made with the Chinese audience in mind. If you notice movies that have a big budget, they're going to have some kind of scene where they're in Asia or somebody's Chinese or Japanese or Southeast Asian. It'd be some Mandarin looking letters in it, it might be a Chinatown or something something Asian because people that are in China are watching these movies and they're a very big market. So they want to be able to relate to the whole situation. You understand what I'm saying? And just like when you have a white lead actor, it's not because of racism or anything like that. It's because who are you talking to when you're talking about these movies, you're talking to a largely white audience 
and they're going to be able to relate to it. When you do a black movie, quote unquote, black movie, you put in an entirely black cast like Tyler Perry. He would not have a movie with a bunch of white actors. It might be here, some here and there, but the audience is going to gravitate more towards the black audience. It just is what it is. It's just business. It's not about racism. I don't even care nothing about that. If the movie is gun watching it regardless, I don't care who's in it. But this is just facts. So now the movies have a lot of Asian stuff in it because they're trying to appeal to the Japanese or the Chinese, really the Chinese. And it'd be something that don't make no sense. Like, it'd be a random scene like they, where they go to Asia. Like, okay, you had Black Panther, right? How did they wind up in Chinatown? How did that make any sense? Like I said, they're watching these movies over in China. That's why they have that in there. Very simple. And also, sometimes they film in China. And they give them all kind of tax breaks and stuff like that. This is business. This is big time money. So Hollywood does not want to have China on their bad side. I remember when the whole thing broke out with Hong Kong and the guy from Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, I think he might have been the owner or something of the Houston Rockets. He came out and said, support Hong Kong. China's like, uh-uh, uh don't do that. They really were like, yo, don't do it. We're cutting ties with you. And they had a promotion for a Houston Rockets game in China. Or it might have been something. It might have been like an NBA poster in a commercial in China. They had James Harden on the front, and he plays for the Houston Rockets. They airbrushed the logo of the Rockets off his jersey. This was months later. That's how China operates. So if you want to get in good with China and keep getting that good Chinese money, you'll play by their rules. That's how they operate. It is what it is. All righty. So when Trump's talking about the China virus and the trade war with China, this is a real thing. The media wants you to focus on Russia because that's a non-threat. They can distract you with. You got to look further down south, uh, you know, south of Russia and it's right there. That's the real threat. Alrighty. Thank you in a year 2525. I appreciate you for the kind words. And I thank you all for joining. Chief Rocker, thank you for the donation. He says, keep preaching ABL. That's real talk. Hey, thank you for that, Chief Rocker. I definitely appreciate you. I'm just, you know, calling it how I see it. Just being 1,000% real straight from the heart all day long. So the moral of the story is about China. Never trust China. China is a hole. I should put that on the shirt, but I don't want to be cussing and stuff like that on the channel. Okay. Now, what else we got going on here? Oh, Joe Biden. Have you guys seen Joe Biden on his little, um, his, his YouTube live he's been doing? Joe Biden, this, at this point, this is elder abuse. The Democratic Party should get brought up on charges of elder abuse. This man, Joe Biden, does not belong anywhere on television at all. Television, YouTube, nowhere. He does not belong there because he's not there. Mentally, he's, he's not what he used to be. Cognitive decline is obvious in Mr. Joe Biden. He's up there trying to explain things, just gives up halfway, um, is trying to like rehearse how to say things while he's live on camera, forgets things. He does not look good. And he does not look good mentally or physically. If you see him kind of up close, he looks halfway dead. He's 78 or 77 going on 97 or 98. It's, it's not right. 
he is literally, in my humble opinion, living Weekend at Bernie's right now. At, as we see him every day, Weekend at Bernie's. You're seeing the visible strings on the shoulder just moving them around. He's not even really there. He's not even really here with us on this earth. It's, it's crazy. They should go ahead and pull that man out and put somebody. You could put anybody in there. It don't matter. It don't matter, like, right now, especially the momentum he had from the South Carolina primary, all that stuff, all the campaigning that stopped, and nobody going to no events, put a different guy in there. They're going to lose regardless, but at least you can lose with dignity and some and some pride, Democratic Party. I mean, good grief. Have you no shame? Have you no shame to put this old man out there that don't even know where he's at, who he is, or what time it is, or who you are? You got to remind him who he is every day. You got to put some type of... Uh, Whatever they're giving Hillary Clinton to stay alive, they're giving Joe Biden right now. And it's, it, it did not work back in 2016. And it's not working right now either. But it is what it is. Yes, Biden is incoherent. Don't know what's going on. Yeah, lights are on, but ain't nobody home. The house is furnished, but ain't nobody sitting on the couch. <laughs> the TV is on, but ain't nobody clicking the clicker. It's just, it's just nothing going on. But them live streams, they, they, they need to stop those live streams. I know the purpose is to try and counteract what Trump is doing and try to, you know, have some presence because you got Bill de Blasio. Uh, he's on TV a lot. Cuomo's on TV a lot. These people that are in politics, not even at a high level, high because they're part, they're, they're, they're governing a big place like New York, New York City and New York State. But they're not high as far as high level of power, like former vice president, current presidential candidate. They're not high like that. So he has to be able to come out there and say something, but he looks terrible. And when he gets to the point where everything is resumed and you're back out there on the campaign trail, how is he going to fare? He was already cussing out fans, lying dog face, pony soldier. You're full of sugar, honey, iced tea. You remember that when the dude came up to him talking about, uh, you know, the, the AR-14 and stuff like that. When a dude came up to him asking about the, the guns and the confiscation, snapped on him, let's go outside. He's not, he's not right. He's not right. So, Yeti RC, somebody said that to me. They say it would not be Biden, it's going to be Cuomo. I've heard that quite a bit. I've heard that quite a bit. I wouldn't be surprised if they put Cuomo in there. That would make sense. Because they, they see him on TV right now. He's talking about things that kind of make sense to the American people. He's having these little back and forth exchanges with his brother on CNN. Talking about, oh, I came back because mama said I had to. He looks like he's a human being. And he's not halfway brain dead like Joe Biden. So they might try to put him in there zero hour. Might as well. I mean, there's no point in continuing to beat this dead horse in Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I don't want to come off as insensitive or cruel to the man. But I feel like the Democratic Party are being cruel by having a man out there. Go ahead and put Cuomo. Cuomo's going to lose. Don't get it twisted. But at least the Democratic Party can save some dignity. If they want to just implode, which is fine with me, they could put Joe Biden out there. But good grief, man. It's, as a humanitarian, let that man go home to his family. You understand? My man Jericho Green in the building. Thank you for the donation, man. He says... Biden is pervertus. <laughs> oh, I, I ain't forget about that either. Uh, the sexual assault allegation from back in the day, one of his staffers coming out right now. And how is he really going to defend that? Like, I'm not saying he did it or he didn't do it, but how was he actually going to defend it? 
being that he's in his current state of mind, how is he going to actually say anything to go against that? It's just going to be a jumbled mess. He might not say anything and say talk to my lawyer because they'd be better able to say a thing in his defense than Joe Biden would himself, which is crazy. Shout out to everybody in here. We've got a thousand in the building. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoying the show. You enjoying the, the, the community. I know you guys are trapped a lot of times inside or close to your house because my thing, I can leave and do different things, but it's like, what am I going to do? I, I go out my house and I drive around. It's like a ghost town. You can't even go to the park. It, it didn't close outside. It's like, okay, I want to go outside and just hang out in the wide open air and get some fresh uh, water breeze on my face. Nope, can't do that. Park is closed. Really? So can I just kind of like loiter in the Walmart? And by the way, Walmart packed. Walmart is packed. Gas stations packed. I know the Wawa back in Virginia is packed to the brim. When I was in Virginia last time, Wawa, 8 o'clock at night, packed like it was a club. I know right now it's packed because they're seen as non, they're seen as essential, not non-essential. You can get pizza in there, hot dogs. Well, not, not hot dogs. You can get hoagies, little sandwiches in there, like a Subway. You could get all types of drinks and everything in the gas station. So are they going to say, oh, you got a social distance and you can't have one or 10 inside the gas station at once? I'm not sure they're going to do that because they're not doing that for Walmart. They're not doing that for a grocery store. You could be in a grocery store and do a mad dash for toilet paper. You, it's like Black Friday in there for the toilet paper. As soon as they're breaking out on a pallet and opening it up, it's like, it's like ants eating a, a dead piece of bird or something. It's crazy. Hey, Philip, <laughs> the AOC temper tantrum was a mess. Matter of fact, I'm going to play that right quick just because. Why not? If you guys have not seen that. I did it in my earlier video today. I played it. But if you guys have not seen it, I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, see what I can do. Let me see here. All right. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, there we go. And, you know, and the craziest part about this whole thing about her temper tantrum is that and the actual um, bill, she was able to get, well, not, not just AOC, but Congress was able to get a $25 million raise. So $25 million was given to Congress to the person amongst themselves for a raise. So I think it's like maybe like 40 grand. Like, I'm not really sure how much that is per person in Congress. And it also might be for the Senate. But I know for the House, they got $25 million at least. So let's check it out here. What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history. Shameful. Now, the thing about it is, let's pause for a minute. This ain't like uh, irresponsibility or bad management or anything like that. This is the government. This is her people telling us or instructing that we should or suggesting that we should shut down. She's from New York. Her own governor her own mayor shut the city down shut the state down so what are you to do as a business as a small business big small whatever as a regular person when the government forces you to stop operating business from no fault of your own what is going to be the result so it's unfair to try to tell, talk about it like the 2008 with the subprime mortgage crisis when you're handing out loans you know are kind of shaky and they might not be right and it might come back to bite you in the high parts. You know, it's not like that. This is something totally different. Let's keep going. 
the greed of that fight is wrong for crumbs for our families and the option that we have is to either let them suffer with nothing or to allow this greed and billions of dollars which will be leveraged into trillions of dollars to contribute to the large so now aoc is a fiscal conservative huh whatever happened to the green news you all this that and the third that will cost the same amount of money because let's be clear they're crying and cussing and fussing about how much it's going to cost but the plans they want to put into place will cost this money we're spending right now it will cost that every year which is totally unaffordable like what's happening right now is unaffordable the debt oh my god I'm just, i don't even want to see the debt calculated right now good grief what's happening right now is unaffordable but to do that every year impossible largest income inequality gap in our future. There should be shame about what was fought for in this bill and the choices that we have to make. What did the Senate majority... It's like, it's like a little kid. See, this this is, you know, what what is this right here? This is like a video game mid-level boss that you got to fight. This is crazy. This this, this is what we, we're into. It's, it's too much stuff going on. You know, it's, it's, it's really a crazy mess. But when you see her doing all this, you know, hand flailing, she's like a little kid. I mean, matter of fact, I think there's one video that I could find that kind of puts it all into perspective. Hold on one second. Here we go. AOC here, reminding you to wash your hands and stock up on toilet paper. But whatever you do, don't use the toilet paper to dry your hands. Trust me, <laughs> it's very messy. And, uh... <laughs> that, that's pretty much AOC right there, for real, in, 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 in actual life. All righty, but thank y'all for joining. I most certainly appreciate y'all. You guys are the best audience everyone anywhere on YouTube. And hopefully we get past this whole quarantine situation ASAP. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Um, I did a poll on Twitter. I wish I could do polls here, but I can't. The poll I did was, do you think that we should get back to work now? Or should we not get back to work now? And then I asked people to explain their answer. Most people, like most people said yes. And then the reason was because, I mean, we can't sustain this. We can't just continue to stay in our homes and do nothing and have that just be what we do. We got to be able to keep getting, we got to keep this economy going. Okay. Um, I'm seeing letters all over the place, letters from landlords. Matter of fact, I'm going to try to pull one up here. And the letters, they're, they're saying basically like, look, um, I know we had a coronavirus going on. I know it's hard. But um, or, uh, I need you to run that rent. Hold on. Matter of fact, let me see if I can pull it up. Here it is. Okay. If you can't really read it, if it's kind of small, this is from an apartment complex in Vegas. It says COVID-19 is terrible. However, it will pass. And in the meantime, in big bold letters, let me see if I can just get my pointer on it. Rent is still due as it is at every other apartment building in Vegas. Owners of apartment buildings still have to pay their bills, correct, including mortgages, sewer, water, garbage insurance, property taxes, salaries, etc. Correct, because you're talking about an apartment 
complex with a manager company. You got the managers that got to get paid. You got all the bills, but you got to get paid because like an apartment and for Ron, let me know in the comments an apartment, you still got to pay all of what's going on. And then the tenants pay their piece into it. As you, you put into the pot, they pay everything else, make a profit. So, and they say, if you have been laid off, hold on. If you have been laid off from your job due to the closures of non-essential businesses, there are several, there are still several places hiring grocery stores, Amazon. Oh yes, they did say this Walmart, Domino's pizza, other food delivery stores, delivery drivers for food, etc. Worst case scenario, file unemployment and you'll receive checks from unemployment commission. There's a number for the unemployment office and all of that. Additionally, the government is expected to be mailing out checks to everyone soon. <laughs> so basically saying, look, okay, you got a problem with the rent. That's fine. All right, but, but check it out. I need my money right now. So you got to do something. Now, people are trying to say, well, you should have had savings and us in the third. I, I mean, I'm with you, but not everybody's in the same boat. Me, I'm fine. I got money saved up and I'm not like I have a situation where I'm not affected by this necessarily. I'll be just fine. But it's not about me. It's about everybody else that does not have the same luxury that I have. I'm good. Like I've been down and out before. So I know what it is to not have money and to prepare for any day. Even if I made the money this month, I still be fine. I'll be per perfectly fine. I'm good. But not everybody's in that same boat. People are, you know, you never know what my situation is. They could have been, you know, on top of the totem pole and then a, a bad accident could have happened. A medical bill, anything like that could have happened. You know, it's just reality. Exactly. Mr. Burns, 1000%. Yep. So, and the first of the month is coming, like I said, Wednesday. So, man, just 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 be ready. Just be ready and stay ready. That's all I got to say. So, yeah, whatever we got to do to get, a, get things going back again, we got to do that because we don't have time for the, for the silliness. We don't got time to be trying to. If I hear anybody say to me in life, social distancing, I promise you might get a right hook. Mike Tyson style ASAP. <laughs> for real. Don't tell me social distance, distancing, uh, uh, what's the other one? Flatten the curve. Don't tell me that. Don't don't tell me that. No, don't don't say nothing about that because I'm not trying to hear that at all. Simple as that. But thank you all for being here. You guys are the best. We we'll get to the calls in a few minutes. I'm just talking to the people in the chat for now and reading some of the things that are going on. And have you guys seen some of the stories coming from New York about oh we don't have any more ventilators and you know we're overrun with patients. Is that really going on? I mean, people are in the line. They're showing long lines outside of a hospital. People got a mask on, but they're not saying who has the virus. People are getting tested for the virus. It doesn't mean they have it. It doesn't mean they have it. And then, like I was saying earlier, they want to talk about numbers going up as far as confirmed U.S. cases. They said it might have been yesterday, 90,000 positive, and today, like 110,000. And they want to say, oh, well, it's spreading because yesterday it was 90. Today it's 110. It doesn't mean it was spreading. It could have just meant people got tested more. Therefore, more came back positive. Trump said we're trying to test like 100,000 a day. So if you had 90,000 that were positive on Friday 
And on that day, you had 100,000 to get tested. That means of the 100,000, 20% tested positive. And how many had symptoms in their mind, but were not allowed to get the test because they did not have symptoms or they were not in the high risk category. So how many went out for a test, but were denied one? And then out of that, how many got the test and how many were positive? And then how many of them were hospitalized with some kind of serious condition? And then how many of them actually died and passed away? Not that, not that much when you look at it. Simple. So it is what it is. Now, they're talking about Trump could do a mandatory quarantine for New York, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on one second. Now, I'm reading right now that he will not do that. There we go. Here's what I'm reading right now on Twitter. It says, breaking, President Trump will not issue a quarantine, will not, N-O-T, issue a quarantine for coronavirus, hotspots, New York, Jersey, and Connecticut, but instead... The CDC will issue a strong travel advisory to be administered by the state's governors. Basically, if you're coming from New York, you got New York plates in Rhode Island. Uh, turn around, sir. We, we can't be, be full. That could be what happens rather than just saying there's a quarantine. But I'm not sure how much there's any. I'm not sure how that's any different. Or maybe it might be like flights. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. If it's not a quarantine, but a strong travel advisory, what does that really mean? Not really sure. Maybe you'd be able to leave for particular reasons. I'm not, I don't really know what's going on. All righty. Escape from New York. That's right, Prime Matrix. I feel like I've seen this movie before. I feel like I've been in this movie many times before. Escape from New York, Division, <laughs> the, the video game, um, The Strain. That was a good show on FX back in the day about a, a zombie apocalypse. It was the same thing. You know, they're shutting off parts of New York and people that are trapped on the island. They got to deal with the zombies. Is that in the third? Uh, what was that? I think that was also I Am Legend, right? It was in New York, if I'm not mistaken. So many zombie movies are centered right there in New York. I mean, it's obvious. You got all them people like on an island in Manhattan. And if there's any kind of contagion that outbreaks, it's going to spread rapidly because of the dense population. And then when they want to contain it, it just block off the bridges in the tunnels and leave you there. District nine. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy, but it's not like, are, are they going to, are they going to West Virginia, uh, Don? They, they gotta, they gotta leave. They can't become to West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Mr. President said, there was a lady who coughed on all the produce in the grocery store, costing them $35,000. That's ridiculous. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you cough on the produce? What are you thinking about? Anybody that does anything like that should get locked up. I mean, you're talking about terroristic threats, because if you do that at a time like this, I'm thinking, okay, you're trying to make me believe you have the virus or you may already have it. So, nah, you're getting locked up for that, for sure. 100%. Yeah, it, checkpoints. I'm not sure what they're going to do, how they're going to, you know, how they're going to enforce the travel advisory. Max Dominguez says, just drove from Indiana to Texas and seen a lot of New York plates headed south. Yeah, they're escaping. They're, they're leaving because they know they can't. They, they're not going to be able to move around and they might leave for good. They might leave for good. Now, you no, know, see, the good part is that we're not in the movie. We're not in a situation where people are driving with some kind of zombie virus. 
that'll infect you and turn you into some type of uh, heathen, starving for blood. We're not in that situation yet, but people are trying to escape because they don't want trapped on the island. They don't want to be in Manhattan somewhere where they can't move around. Yeah, they, they're probably they're probably everywhere. They're probably in going to Florida, North Carolina, Virginia, everywhere, or or far away from New York, so they can't get caught up in some type of travel advisory restriction. You know, if they get found way up in Oklahoma, they could say, "Well, I've been here for twenty years." Might be lying, but they could say it. They got family out there. Let me see. Check your head. Says I live on the Gulf Coast, South Mississippi. And in 45 years, never seen a car attack from New York and just saw a attack from New York. And the couple said, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you, you'll see more of that for sure. You will see more of that. It's, it's a crazy time going on. Ashmat says, I live in Manhattan. I left temporarily. Yeah, I don't blame you. Don't get caught on Manhattan because they can easily block you off because you're on the island. They they shut, they shut off the bridges and the tunnels and this. Where, where are you gonna go? Were you gonna swim in, swim in the river? I don't think so. They're gonna have Coast Guard all that out there too. That if you get in that water, that's worse than the virus for real. <laughs> if you get in that water, it's worse than the virus, really. For real, for real. All them rats and the bodies in there, but that's a different story. I'll move on. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. Hit the like button on the video if you like what you're hearing so far. Also, share the video, and if you are a first-time viewer, please subscribe. I'm here every Saturday at 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. Also, Wednesday, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern, live, and I also do video all throughout the week. I do pre-recorded things about news, about politics, social issues, all that good stuff. So go ahead and subscribe and click the bell as well so you get notified when I go live and or post a new video. Go ahead and do that for me. That'd be fantastic. So we're, we're going to see what's happening with the whole situation. All right. The soap, the soap opera show by Michigan on GOP war room. Hold on. I, I was just talking about Let me. Go see if I can find it. Is it on Twitter? Oh, uh, GOP. Let me see. I don't know where that you got to. Like, if you're on Twitter, send me a tweet at Anthony B. Logan, all one word, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, letter B-L-O-G-A-N. Send me that so I can see what's going on, because I've not seen it at all. All righty. Yeah, the Hudson River, don't don't get in that river. Don't, don't get in that water. You might as well just go get the, just go, just go get the, the, the Rona right there. You don't want that at all. Yeah, oh man, Seattle, I almost forgot about Seattle. Now, how is it in Seattle right now? Is it still kind of crazy with the restrictions and the virus panic? Yeah. People want to escape. They want to escape Seattle. I mean, Seattle. They want to escape New York. They want to escape Chicago maybe right now. Wayne County, Detroit. Um, it's a lot, a lot of places that people want to escape because of what's going on. And the restrictions from the federal government level on these particular places. That's probably a bigger issue there. You're right, Liza Jean. Thousands of businesses have already closed and not just temporarily, not just for a while, not just until Easter or whatever. We're talking about permanently. No more business. Shutting down the shop. 
because not everybody's going to be doing well as a business. You might be well in the red, trying to hang on, trying to pay your employees, trying to keep yourself afloat. But you have something like this that happens where you're not getting any income for weeks or months. What are you to do? You can't sustain yourself that way. If you were already in the red and you were struggling, how can you sustain yourself that way? Or you might have been doing well into the green, maybe. But then this happens and you're not getting any more income and you relying upon income coming in consistently. You're working hard every day to keep the income coming in. But then you say, oh, you can't go to restaurants anymore. Oh, close the store down. You're not, you're not essential. What, how am I going to survive? What am I going to do? It's crazy. So hopefully a lot of that money from the stimulus went to some of these small businesses. But for some, it's too late. Cause they already didn't close and it's, it's over bankruptcy. All that is already over. Thank you to Colette who says Biden was asked a gun question and he replied, I'm surprised Sanders is joining Trump. What does that mean? I have no idea. And I don't think he knows either a, a gun question. Like, and I don't think Bernie would be a guy that's a proponent of guns. So I don't even understand why Joe would say that Joe doesn't make any sense at all. Shout out to Errol Burns Marsh, who says MSNBC equals make sure nobody blames China. 1000% correct. Thank you for that super chat and your very uh, 3000 IQ acronym redefinition. I most certainly appreciate it. Appreciate you for that. Thank you to Bernard Thomas for your donation. I appreciate you. And thank you all for being here. Your landlord is going to be hurting. Landlords are hurting right now because they already know. I saw one letter where the entire complex, 32 tenants, said, look, we're not, we're not going to pay the rent. So what you going to do? Talk to the landlord. Every, all, the, all the tenants joined in the letter, so we're not going to pay. So what is he to do? He still has bills to pay. And how can he sustain this? And keep them in their homes and keep their power and stuff on and water and stuff on, but they're not paying the bills. It's crazy. That's where we're at right now. Okay. We got we got a troll? What happened? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Not everybody's gonna be affected by this. Like I said, I'm fine. I'm good. Don't don't worry about me at all. I'll be here doing my videos for you guys the same as normal. But I, I hate when I go anywhere, when I leave my house and I see it's a ghost town. It's, it's a shame. And here's something else I got to think about when it comes to the landlords. If they try to um, engage in eviction action, Will the police cooperate? Because I'm seeing stories where they say they will not execute evictions. Talking about the sheriffs, because if you're talking about evictions, like on an apartment, especially, what happened is they got to go through the court. They can't. They can't just evict you like that. They can't. Just, you know, they can't just throw you out. Usually, that's how that works. I could be wrong, but I'll move on. They go through the court process, file paperwork, and then they can evict you. They bring the uh, sheriff out there. They initiate it, and then they get you up out of there. That's usually how that works. So are they going to initiate that? When I was a kid, it was different. 
it could be different today, but I'm not really sure. I would see evictions happen when I was a kid and people would get evicted differently depending upon where you are. <laughs> Unfortunately, not, not to laugh at it, but you know, I've been in the ghetto, lived in the ghetto. So I understand if you're in the ghetto area, what they'll do, they'll like take your stuff out of your house, throw it downstairs, a whole nine yards. Thank you. And, um, so when you get home from whatever you're doing, junkies going through your stuff, Dope fiends going through your stuff, trying to figure out what they can get from yourself in your apartment when they evict you. Just throw, just throw it out haphazardly. They throw it in the trash. They don't care. But when you're in a better environment, they're kind of like take your stuff out gently, put it on the side of the curb, you know, a little, little more compassion. But today, I'm not sure how the process goes. Can they even do that anymore? Can they just like go in your crib, take your stuff out? I'm not sure how that really goes. So it is what it is. Okay, I'm reading some of the stuff here. People talking about the courts. Wow, six months for an eviction with a kid? Yikes. Wow. Yeah, so the landlord is pretty much out back. And the thing about it is, usually when somebody is delinquent on the rent, it's not really that bad if you have a multi-unit thing. Or if you're a big company like Keller Williams or something like that. Is it Keller Williams that has apartments? One of those. You know what I'm talking about. Some of these uh, big apartment uh, management companies. It's not that bad for them because they got plenty of money and plenty of other properties that they manage. So if you have a complex of like 100 apartments and one guy is late on his rent and about to get evicted, it's not really that bad because you got 99 others that are paying their rent pretty much on time. It might be a little late, but they'll pay it. But what if everybody in the whole complex at once says, I can't, I don't have it. And then not at one complex are they doing that, at another one and another one and another one, and then it just keeps going on. How are you going to be able to sustain that? You may have the landlords just be out back and go out of business themselves. Shout out to ADB who says, ABL, so the landlord will take a hit on his property, but the tenants get to stay. I mean, I guess it depends on the law. If the law says that you got to initiate the eviction through the court system, it could take, like somebody in chat was saying, like 90 days or more, depending upon the situation. So you can't evict them without going through that process, and they will take a hit on that. Yes, that's normal, but see, the thing about it, like I was saying, it wouldn't be that bad if you had multiple properties or multiple apartments at one property because normally people don't do that. People would generally pay their rent on time. Sometimes some people don't, but it'd be the minority. So you'd be all right if one guy's late because you got everybody else paying. But in this case, everybody's not paying. So what do you, how are you going to be able to make it? And they're trying to say like in California that they're not going to do any evictions, but how can that be possible when you still got to be able to pay bills and all kinds of stuff. If you're the landlord, you still got to pay your stuff. But we get to the calls in a moment. Thank y'all for being here. Uh, shout out to the super chatters here. Thank you to Boris, who says China is pro is totally lying. <laughs> Greetings from Panama. Shout out to you. Thank you for your donation. Um, China's most certainly China lies a lot. We all know that China. That's what they do. I mean, that's that's simple. Thank you to my man. Killer Sushi, who says people that get laid off and never saved any money or stocked up on any food 
you had a better you better get a slingshot and learn how to make some squirrels stew as for me a country boy is going to survive a hey, 100% correct absolutely 1000 thank you for your donation man definitely appreciate you yeah like I said I'm good money and even if I didn't have no money I still got family that supports me 100% I got family all over the place all over the country so I'll be good it don't even really matter like me I'm not worried about at all uh, my parents stay straight everybody around me is good I'm worried about people that do not have my same situation that it could be a rough patch in their life or I don't know what's going on. It could be anything happening. You know, I didn't see any stories that were so crazy. You, you wouldn't even really believe it. So hopefully everybody's able to be all right. And hopefully we get the country back rocking and rolling, but let's go ahead and get to the calls. And that's a million dollar question right there. Damien, Damien says, how come we didn't shut down for the swine flu? That's what I'm trying to say. It is what it is. We didn't shut down for the swine flu. Uh, you know, I guess that's not really a big problem. You know, you had like 12,500 that died in the U.S. alone, but that's fine. It's not really a big deal. Uh, you got, I think when we're all said and done, it might be like 5,000 deaths in the U.S. Maybe at the, at the max. They're talking about like 200,000. It's like, man, come on, stop it. Cut it out. It ain't going, this, this is not the plague. It's just not. It's a bad, it's a bad, um, Lung infection is, is, is a bad pneumonia. That's what it is. That's the end result, bad pneumonia. Hard for you to breathe. People die from not being able to get in oxygen. You know? So, I mean, a way to prep for this for next year would be to get your cardiovascular up. Get that cardio up. Uh, drink. I got my I got my hot tea right here. It's, it's ready. It's cracking. I drink my hot tea a lot. Keep my voice right. You see that I'm not lip smacking and stuff like that when I speak because I'm hydrated. My, my my voice is good. All of that, I'm straight. People, they, they lip smacking all this and that because dehydrated. On an internal level, the, the, the cardio is nowhere. Get your cardio, like, and cardio is not even that hard to do. Do some walking, move around a little bit. Uh, can't really be sedentary, eat properly. Prepare yourself for next year because, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Fauci already came out and said that next year it could be like not not even next year and November it could be nothing wave with this. So aside from the economic interruption, which is going to be ridiculous if they try to do it again, hopefully they don't. The physical problems could be apparent if you're not prepared physically for it. So get your cardio up, do some walking and stuff right now. All right. Stack your money up if you can. Do whatever you can to prepare next time. I think in a few years, I'll be a full-on prepper because I've already been preparing right now. I got guns, ammo, food, money, the whole thing. I got an exit plan. I got the whole thing already prepared. But I want to go a little bit further and prep for real, like for real, for real, like some of my friends do. But I digress. Let's get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let me get Skype open. If he wants to open, that'd be fantastic. Why are they banning hydrochloroquine? That's a good question, uh, Damien. I think one person, one governor banned it. It might have been the governor of Michigan from all of me knowing the comments. But I think they believe that the couple in Arizona that took fish tank cleaner 
I think she believes that they took hydrochloroquine, <laughs> which it, it goes to show how dangerous the media is. You got governors, people that should know better than to believe whatever they hear on TV, believing this stuff and saying you can't take that. It's crazy. Or maybe they think that people will just take random pills and then hurt themselves because they don't know what they're doing. I don't really know. But I think that she thinks um, people are taking a particular thing that can hurt you. Although what the couple took in Arizona was chloroquine phosphate, not hydrochloroquine, which is what Trump was talking about. Not the same chemical compound at all. All right, hold on one second here. All right, call you know, line two three now. Who am I speaking to? Hey, BL, how's it going? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Yep. <laughs> Let me turn you down here because I'm always watching you. All right, there we go. So, uh, wow, <laughs> what a week, huh? Yeah, what a week is that's that's a kind of an understatement there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just started uh, listening to your show. I mean, I always listen every week, but I just turned it on right now because I, I had to <laughs> get back from the store. But I, uh, I have two questions to ask you. Always, I'm going to make it quick, just like always. Um, but uh, I don't know if you heard about the new sexual allegation that just came out with Joe Biden. I did uh, hear that. Yeah, I did hear that. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So, so my question is, 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 is you know how he's got millions not not millions but so many like uh a, a, a like a big record of, of him saying like oh believe all women oh yeah i believe all women and all this and all that and nobody's playing it nobody's like like the media is not touching it and i'm making it mean seem or anything but my whole thing is do you think it's going to come back to bite him do you think they're going to use it as a weapon in order to get him out and cuomo in that's, that's a very good question i didn't think about that that angle of it they, they could do that they, they very well could they could dog power on him uh, if the Democrats want him to get out, they'll they'll do that. They'll, they'll play that card and also the whole thing about his cognitive function, which would be kind of a little bit too late because it's like, all right, it's been years now. He's been out here sounding ridiculous when he gets on television. So now you want to play the whole cognitive function thing. But they may do it just to try to get him out and put somebody else in. That may happen. But but if they do that, how how are they going to – how does that work? Because do, do they get his delegates right away? Um you know, or, or do, do we have to start the process all over again? Like, how does that even work? How does that, like, like if Cuomo comes in does, and, and Biden drops out, like, does he get all of Biden's votes again? Does he get all the delegates? Like, how do they do that? How do you, how is Bernie not the front runner at that point? That's a good question. Um, now, here's the thing. I'm not really sure how that would work. I'm not sure how they would get um, Cuomo in there, technically, but I do know if they go to a convention and it's kind of close, whereas Biden does not get the number of delegates needed to get a nomination outright, what happens is that the delegates can vote for whoever they want to vote for. There was one particular time where a person that was not running got nominated and won the presidency. I think that might have been Garfield, if I'm not mistaken. So that would be a way you can do it through the convention. And it may delay the convention because no of this whole thing. No way. Yeah. No, no, no. That, they would never. <laughs> they would never be able to live that one. Let talk about corruption. They would never be able to hide their corruption. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just, there is just no way. They would no. That isn't no. You talk about 
them talking about they're the greatest party ever, there's no way they'd be able to hide their corruption at that point if they just can vote for whoever they want. It's, how does the Democratic Party not even have a democratic way of voting for things? <laughs> hey, you know, they, they do whatever they want whenever they want to do it. They talk about the electoral college. This is not democracy. This is not the way it's supposed to go. But then when they want to use it or a thing like that, they'll use it. They don't care. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's 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 funny. We, we have all these diseases happening and all these 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 things that are that are going on in the news and everything that joe biden has become irrelevant the 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 whole uh primary and everything has become irrelevant and and all we have now is trump on the news which they thought more trump time is going to do bad for him but it actually did great for him (laughs) because joe biden cannot cannot function so here's my second question then i'll let you go my second question to you is this so you have the Democratic Party, and right now they're, they're in shambles. We, we, you and I, everyone can agree that the Democratic Party is in shambles right now, right? Yes. Right. So and every every day I hear all the time, oh, the Democrats are done, the Democrats are done, this is it, the final end for the Democrats, there's going to be the whatever. Do you think that past this whole thing, especially with Trump, Winning again, few once again. Do you think the Democratic Party will be divided? Remember how they 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 used to have the party of the Whigs before the the Republican Party, and then the Republican Party came out of the the Whig Party. Yeah. Do you think that now we're going to go into a whole uh, destruction of the Democratic Party into maybe a new kind of party, or it'll split into two different kinds of parties? Or do you think it'll just all die down after this? I think they're going to die down because we're so the, the swamp is so deep and so entrenched and so far beyond what the average person will, will ever be able to see in their life. I think that we're pretty much going to be where we are. There, there, there may be certain factions in the government, which there always are, but I'm not really sure about it fracturing to the point where there's a whole new party. Yeah, but right now the Democratic Party has two different messages. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like two very big different messages. That's why I was wondering if, if they're going to break up or anything like that or if this really is the destruction of the democratic party like people are saying i don't know if that's the truth or if that's just like you know things that people just want to say to say you know what i'm saying i think it'd be like what oprah said um some of the older people gotta die that's just what they're waiting on they're waiting on joe biden to die they're waiting on some of the older democrats to go ahead and die and then they can become the new party. Your AOC, Rashida Tlaib, that's happening. It's like they're, they're going to Bernie events to have him pass them the torch so they can take over from here. That's that's what they want to do is take over the party, not create a new one. Yeah, that's the Socialist Party of America. <laughs> anyway, yep. uh, <laughs> I know you got a lot of calls, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for taking my call. And thank you again for uh, for your show and everything you do, man. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Great. Have a good one. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. And thank you all for being here. The number to call is 434 Let's get to the next call. All right, let's go. Hold on here. All right, caller, you know, line. I'm going to speak it to 347. Hello, ABL. All righty, what's going on? I'm good. How are you tonight? Thanks for having me. Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Great, great. So I am. I just wanted to give you some insider information. I've spent a good amount of time in China, and I'm not. I don't work for the government or anything, but I've traveled there. I've had friends there, and 
most of my Chinese friends are, mm, I know low-key that they're not for the CCP, but they have to agree with them. But one of my friends actually was, um, speaks out against the CCP, but this person has to, of course, remain as anonymous as possible. And they were telling me that, well, one, they're, they're having riots in Wuhan, right? Mm-hmm. Where the virus started, where the Wuhan flu started. But on top of that, the CCP had been going around propaganda saying pretty much that the United States and other nations infected China. Like, now they're trying to erase the rhetoric, period. And they're trying to rewrite the history books of the virus. They're trying to make it so where it didn't even start in China at all. So um, this person couldn't explain exactly how they're doing it, but that's the process. That's the process of what they're doing. It's pretty much trying to say, oh, no, you know, it wasn't us then. You know, it was, we were infiltrated and all this bogus propaganda, which is not surprising coming from the CCP. Um, And, of course, I can't give uh, exact information on the person who's telling me because they're just a regular citizen. And the thing is, too, people have been getting their phones confiscated if they're talking to foreigners about the situation. So they get it confiscated in the way that their whole um, access to the Internet is cut off. Even the VPNs somehow stop working. And I noticed that myself, actually. When I was in China, I had a NordVPN. And when I was there, it was working, and then it stopped working, and I had to get another VPN. I had to get ExpressVPN, and then I had to get another VPN. So they find ways to sort of go through the VPNs eventually. Um, if you so have wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So they, they were disabling VPNs? Right, right. Wow. Right, so... Um, but what I was told, too, is that if you you have to turn off the VPN at points. You can't have it on all the time because eventually they kind of turn it off. They find a way to stop it from functioning. Mm. So I was actually there in January before everything popped off. And while I was there, the, um, this happened actually towards the end of October. And the first people that reported it were got in big trouble for it. And then they were trying to say a whole bunch of other bogus things, like some guy ate a wild bat or a wild um, rabbit, and they were they, they didn't have a name for it at the time. But as time went on, you know, they that's when they started to really come down on people because they didn't want it to reach out further, and they didn't want the truth because the the first two people who got infected, died, and the doctor started, you know, telling people, hey, it wasn't the, it wasn't doctor, the, the Dr. Lee who died. It was another doctor. I don't think anything severe happened to him, but he did get in trouble for quote-unquote rumor mongering. And so this virus has actually been around since about late October, early November, maybe middle October, from what I know. And, mm. um, yeah, so this has been going on for quite a bit. Of course, as we all know, it's not surprising. But yeah, I just want to let you know that some of the stuff I have 
some of the info that I have from a buddy of mine back in China. And, yeah, things are getting kind of wild in Wuhan as well. You know, people are, you know, getting upset because now with the recent arrival, like the Chinese people, the Chinese students who came into China, who ended up having the virus and possibly spreading it, they wanted to sort of quarantine people again. And now the citizens are pissed, of course. Now, I got a question. So, like, I, I saw some footage and the footage was labeled as some kind of riot between, uh, I, know, I know I'm not pronouncing it right, but Zhang Ji and Hubei. What was that about? Dude? Right, right. Right. So from what I understand is that people were trying to go from one province to another and the police weren't letting them. So that's why people were upset because, you know, they have to go there from maybe family, friends or work and the police weren't letting them. So from some, some of what I understand and from what my friend was telling me is that they were, they wanted those people to stay in the Hubei, the Hubei province. And people were just like, no way. You know, we're tired of being stuck. So there's like, um, the, you know, of course the news is developing, but that's what I understand so far. And yeah, they, they also have it on the internet, the, the, the riots that are happening in Hubei. They're not, you know, of course mainstream media isn't picking up on that. But yeah, they're, um, you know, people are becoming restless over in China. And one more thing, uh, I'll make it quick. I do agree with you, too. I think eventually the government has to stop trying to baby us, and we have to get back to work. We have to get back to doing things. I don't understand why they think that they're going to be able to quarantine people for months on end when nobody's getting paid and then expect. I, I feel like what's going to happen is that if it, especially during the summer, if it continues and the economy keeps going down and people are not making money. I feel like what's going to happen is that there's going to be some sort of civil unrest. And then I feel like the government may step in and not probably implement martial law, but I do feel like they'll start putting on more, even more restrictions, you know, to slowly implement more restrictions, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Right. You know, so I'm with you on that. I think we, what we have to do is, do our best not to prevent getting sick and spreading it. But the thing is, like so many people are saying, we've been through so many sicknesses and viruses. It's a part of life. I don't know why they're trying to baby us through all this. And, and, it's, and of course, the media is not helping. They're instilling panic. And people are freaking out. And I also, I live in New York City, right? So one of the things um, that's happening, why, one of the reasons why, the hospitals are over flooded mm -hmm. with people is because the panic, you know, people, they get a cough, they go to the hospital thinking maybe they have the virus yeah. just to find out it's just the flu or just the cold. So then they have people lining up panicking because they're like, Oh my God, I may have the virus when, you know, some people, they just have allergies. So then it, you know, they're filling up unnecessary space for people who are actually sick, who don't even have corona, people who have cancer, diabetes, people who are in accidents. So you have to panic, then you have people who are actually sick, and then people who may actually have the virus, and everybody's just flooding up into these hospitals. So that's kind of the situation that's going on. But the media is making it seem like 
people, everybody has it and everybody's dropping dead, you know, so that's the real issue. That's what's happening over here more than what the media may be portraying. Well, thank you for the call, uh, man. A lot lot, lot of good information on that one for sure. All right. Well, thank you for having me, ABL, and you have a great night and keep on rocking. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Wow. Great call from my man over there. Yeah. Talking about what's happening in China for real. And, you know, one thing I wanted to add was uh, some of these numbers coming from China. I mean, can you really trust them? Can you trust China in general? I saw an article. He's talking about people having their cell phones taken away. Um, Here's an article right here. I'm going to put the headline up on the screen. and It'll pretty much speak for itself. Let me just get it up right here. Let me see. All right. China's mobile carriers lose 21 million users as virus bites. Now, how do you just lose 21 million people on your, you know, that have phones and don't have it anymore? Especially right now when you're trying to be quarantined and you don't got nothing to do. I mean, can they not pay their bill? If they can't pay the cell phone bill, how can they even pay the bill to live in where they are at? Okay. Um, let me see. China Mobile. <laughs> China Mobile. That's hilarious. They lead drop with 8 million declining subscribers. Now, is it because people don't have any money or is it because people are being cut off from their service? What's really going on with that? I mean, 21 million users lost. That's a lot of people. What's really going on, China? Are we, are we going to find out or are we just going to get more of this, you know, kind of being vague? But let's get to some more calls. Let me go. All right. Mike from Queens, what's happening? Hey, with Anthony, what's going on? How are you feeling? Everything's good, man. Can't complain about yourself. <clears throat> uh, one day at a time up here, man. This is like... Uh... Up here in the city, it's it's pretty bad. Ah, uh, man, I can imagine. So it's like, are you are you kind of like ghost town mode right now? What's going on up there? Yeah, ghost town mode. And I don't know if you saw the pictures. Uh, one of the one of the hospitals that's been basically turned upside down, Elmhurst Hospital. Um, I've been through there, and it's 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 serious over there. There's a lot of people over there. The, the hospital's overwhelmed. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of nonsense going on with the governor up here and you know, blaming this one and that one. And, you know, the president, you know, you can't blame the president. He's, he's doing the most he can. Um, you know, the, the situation with the ventilators, I believe they have enough ventilators right now. It's just the projections that they're going to need more, I guess in three weeks or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think there's, uh, just alone in Queens, I think there's, uh, 7,000 cases. I mean, my, I got a couple of friends that have been tested positive. One of them is in the hospital right now. Mm. Wow. I have another friend, her parents, uh, yeah, I have another friend, her parents just passed away. Yikes. Both of them died. Uh, my mother was 71 and her father 75, but they had, uh, you know, underlying health issues. Right. Man. So, you know, we're just, uh, yeah, we're just trying to, I'm just trying to take the precautions, wash the hands, uh, the hand sanitizer. I don't, I only use the hand sanitizer when I can because uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough where I'm working. I have bathrooms on both ends, and there's always, uh, you know, <clears throat> there's facilities with soap and water and hand towels and whatnot. Right. But, so, uh, so, so you're you're able to still keep your job and keep on moving. Yeah, because I'm essential. I'm considered an essential employee. I'm a, I'm a transit worker, as you know. So. Uh, right. Right. Got to keep. We, we, 
I mean, we're not uh, we're not having people ride in the front of the of the buses. It's always it's people and they 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 go through the back now because we have uh, more than six feet that separates us. So that kind of <clears throat> that kind of is a precaution. But listen, you never know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I happen to agree with you. I think uh, I think we need to get the economy. I think we do need to open up the economy. Maybe not in New York City. Maybe. With the president's talking about quarantining New York, New Jersey, and the tri-state area up here, but if it's in other parts, I mean, obviously it's in all it's in all the states, but in parts where it's been minimized, I think people can go back to work. You know? Yeah, because where I'm at, you know, I'm living in a small area. the The whole metro is like five hundred thousand, maybe a million, in, in the whole metro, and the metro is humongous. But in the city, is like two hundred thousand people. This is not a big place, so we don't have a lot of cases over here. It's not like, you know, a big city like New York or anything. So there's no point in us being totally shut down in a big city, a highly populated area in a small space like, you know, on Manhattan. I can understand. But here, no, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the, the, the numbers, when you break it down, 2.1 million people live in Queens, 2.2 in Brooklyn. Uh, I think in Manhattan, it's 1.5 or 1.1. Uh, Staten Island is, uh, I think, a half a million. The Bronx, I think, is just under a million. So... Most of the population is in the is in Queens and Brooklyn, right? Half of the, half of the population of the city. Uh, now, I think Staten Island has got the least amount of cases and the least amount of deaths because there's only uh, they only have um, you know the least amount of uh, you know the least populated borough. Right. Uh, Jersey's got a lot of cases, you know, because it's so close to the proximity. Connecticut. Um, so you know, listen, we'll we'll get through this. I mean. You know, this is just another ground zero. As I'm, uh, to compare it, it's another ground zero, 9-11 style. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on Joe Biden. Uh, it's at the point now where if he does another interview that's televised, whether if it's a streaming interview or on TV, the man's going to take his clothes off, <laughs> get up on the table in the fetal position naked. Yeah. And start talking to himself. That That's, that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> And if if we go down that road, then it's like okay, we you can't you can't defend what this man is doing. Like no nobody can say, oh, that's just Joe being Joe. Well, I never seen Joe take his pants off on TV before. I seen him say some crazy things, but never to the point where he's just losing his mind on TV. I mean, at a certain point, people got to be able to understand what's going on. Yeah, it's crazy, and you want to see some Trump derangement, big time Trump derangement syndrome. Take a look at my Twitter feed and some of the people I go back and forth with. Uh, it, it, it's amazing. It's amazing the people that are just in denial. Uh, and I tell you, you know who? Uh, you know who was really funny. I don't know if you caught it. Was uh, Michael Rappaport? Did you see what he, the rant he just did a couple of days ago? He's always ranting. What, what was this one about? It was, it was it was another Trump rant. It was the latest one, and everybody everybody does dog called on him. Dan Bongino, <laughs> Stephen Crowder. I mean, yeah, they they just go to town on him every time he opens up his mouth. I mean, he's <laughs> He's just he's 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 completely deranged. Yeah, he's pretty much just an actor. He's been in L.A. since like the '80s. He's not even you know he's just he's just in Hollywood, just trying to make a living, uh, being a Trump critic at this particular point. That's that's what he does. Yeah, I'm shocked uh, Jericho Green hasn't hit upon him yet because uh, Jericho <laughs> is uh, Jericho is hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, that that'd be a good uh, such a matter right there for him to get on. Yeah. Um, uh, I know you did a video early today about the people in Congress about on how they had to put their two cents in about the uh, uh, about the stimulus. Hey, listen, you know what? 
you know, Trump saw the writing on the wall. You had to you had to sign that bill. He really had no choice. I mean, the Senate voted ninety six to nothing. You know, but it's just it's just the amount of garbage spending on both sides that's in the bill. Uh, you know, my only my only fear is over the long haul, this has added to the debt. You're going to have inflation as a result of this. There's going to be, you know, the the Federal Reserve is going to be printing up money. Hopefully, this may be an end to the Federal Reserve, and we'll go back to the gold standard as being the backup currency, like we had a hundred years ago. You know, prior to the to the advent of the Federal Reserve. I may never know. I mean, I've seen crazier things happen. That that definitely could be where this actually ends up. Who knows? But hopefully, we see something good from this because right now yeah. it's it's just it's looking kind of bad. But you know, it could be like at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe toilet paper will be the uh, the back of currency. <laughs> 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 All right, listen, I've already taken up enough of your time. Thanks for taking my call. I've been trying to get in the last couple of times, and it's been very difficult. So, I'll uh, thanks for taking, it and I'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, hang in there. Bye bye. All right, my man Mike from Queens calling in. Yeah, I know it's rough out there in New York. So, you know, hopefully everything, hopefully you keep keep yourself safe, man. I think everything will be all right. Uh, shout out to the Super Chatters here. Thank you to Eddie B who says, ABL, mostly this is about the media overplaying their hand, which is partially motivated because Orange Man Bad. Also, we got to expose China. 100%. China lied, people die. It is what it is. Shout out to Stacey Felice, who says, you are the voice of reason for me while I'm in lockdown in New York. Thank you, ABL. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. Most certainly appreciate you. And stay safe out there in New York City. All right, let's get to the next call. All right. 301, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Am I speaking? Okay, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I want to appreciate you for... Uh, Straight up, because you you a brother that got yourself together. Me, um, uh, I'm totally unprepared. I mean, got a little, some food in my refrigerator. But one thing I wanted to, uh, to, to uh, get people to look, check up, and look up the word extrapolation. And the definition of extrapolation applies really heavy into the times that we're living in. Uh, because if you look at all the known events, like uh, uh, the virus, the coronavirus, the woohoo virus, how that's playing out in America, the shutdown of uh, jobs, people not working, losing their jobs. Uh, this is going on right now in America. And you got, uh, see, I'll, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell everyone right now, I would rather die from the Wuhan virus, this coronavirus, I'd rather die from it than to see them doing what they are doing to America. The whole country, we need to be working. This is not going to stand. The food is running short. It's, it's getting deeper and deeper. And I live on this end. I live in Tacoma Park, Maryland, the uh, sanctuary city. Real active, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people here. When things start getting more and more crazy, and with, with all the conditions lead to this, and you can throw in, and everybody, because I'm listening to all the other callers tonight, and they're all throwing in some heavy stuff into this soup. This mix, this nastiness that's coming. Uh, if we don't, if we don't get back to work. It's about force. Everybody just go back to work, regardless. There are going to be, there are going to be those that are going to die from this virus. 
and there are going to be those who are going to die because of the destruction of this society. And look, I just want to thank you, man. Thank you for all the callers that are calling up, calling in. Now, I appreciate all of what you're saying because I hear you. And brother, uh, I'm honored by you being a brother that you say you got your stuff together, you're prepared. And if I'm, if I'm one of the ones that die and be lost in the carnage that is to come, then it would have been my fault. So, hey, thank you. Thank you for you, and thank you for all the people that are calling in. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. All right, great call from my man. But, yeah, I'm just a guy. You know, I've been in, I had hard times before, and I thought, okay, let me just get myself ready for the next time there could be a hard time, rainy day. You know, save for a rainy day, get ready for a rainy day. I'm not even really a prepper, although I need to be. You know, so I think this could be a warning because I think even Fauci said it, this could happen again. This could happen uh, next year or this year. It could happen in November because he was saying that there are already cases of it happening um, like in sub-Saharan Africa and because they're getting into their cold season. So it could circle back around and hit us again in November or even sometime next year, like this time next year. So the time is now once we get out of this um, thing that we're in right now get ready to get ready unknown caller you're on the line who am I speaking to hello yes unknown caller who am I speaking to hello uh, yeah it's yeah can you hear me yeah I can hear you yeah what's up man yeah my name is Paul uh, I'm a ESL teacher and I've been living here in China for about five years now. And um been watching, for a long, been watching your show for a long time, man. Uh, I like you a lot, you know what I'm saying? Oh, thank you, man. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've seen a lot since I've been here. Uh, but when they, you know, when they um, accused the U.S. military, uh, starting the virus. I mean, that was just like a, a new low for me. I mean, I've seen some some low things over here, but that was like a real a real low for me, man. You know what I'm saying? I was just so disappointed that they would do that. And a lot of my Chinese friends have bought into it. You know what I'm saying? They um they uh believe the propaganda machine and everything. And I guess my, my question is um more directly is uh, about news organizations around the world the only it's like china's like this this big bully that nobody wants to stand up to you know what i'm saying um the only news organizations i'm aware of that are not afraid to kind of crack china over the head is um you know like fox news back in the states uh oan back in the states and um Weon out of india you know Weon they they really got heart I mean, they cracked China over the head and let it be known that, hey, you know, you're not going to blame this on America. You're not going to blame this on Italy. You know, this is uh, your fault. And they, they call it the Wuhan virus. Even Fox doesn't really do that. They still use, you know, coronavirus and COVID-19. But uh, we are not India. You know, they really, they really uh, mm-hmm. go hard on China. And that's good. More news organizations to do that. But my question, I think you can give me some, uh, some, some, some of your thoughts on why, like, so many news organizations around the world are just kind of kowtowing and so afraid to 
to uh, crack China over the head. You know, like ABC News in Australia, BBC News, Sky News out of um, Europe. Um, I'm not going to speak on CNN and NBC and the liberal organizations back home, but, you know, other other countries, CN, CNA out of Singapore, it's just like so many, you know, they, they don't want to cause the Wuhan virus. They go with the COVID-19. They don't want to be, they don't want to offend China, you know, even though China, on the flip side, has no issue with offending other people. Yeah, I think what's happening is that uh, Fox News and other other places, they want to maintain a level of, how can I say, they want to maintain a level of, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. They, they want to be seen as legitimate. They don't want to be seen as like yellow journalists, although it wouldn't be like that because you could just call it what it is. The China virus, the Chinese virus, you could call it what it is. COVID-19, like they want to they want to just kind of fit into what the mainstream is. What the question is, who defines what the mainstream is? It's kind of hard to really tell what's going on with that. So I think that's the, the reason why they're doing it. They just want to kind of fit into the, the, the mainstream and they don't want to be seen as kind of an off brand type thing, although they already are, especially like Fox News. They already are seen as kind of off brand and different. So. That's pretty much all that there is to it. And of course, you know, people that own it, Rupert Murdoch, News Corp, they want things to be a certain kind of way and they don't want to get into being off brand with other news organizations. Okay, you think it's the same thing for like uh, BBC News and Sky News out of England and ABC News out of Australia and CNA out of Singapore and no, just around the world, it's like, it's like the same thing. It's the same thing, but really for them, they're, they're more liberal organizations anyway. So they don't want to offend that. Like their their thing, they don't want to offend. They don't want to be seen as racist, and also they want to be seen as mainstream. But I think for them, it's more about. It's just like with, with Trish Reagan. Trish Reagan got fired from Fox for saying the China China virus. Like she was going to say it. Like the people that work there are one thing, but the the people that run it, the bosses are a different thing. But when you're talking about an organization like BBC, Sky, etc., the organization and the leadership are pretty much in lockstep by wanting to not be seen as racist, all this that and the third. So they'll call it COVID or whatever the appropriate term is for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, it's just. It's a little disheartening, you know, that um, that China is just so free to to just blatantly disrespect other nations. I mean, they just disrespect the U.S. military. Now they're trying to uh, put out a um, a narrative that it came out of Italy and just any country around the world. They have no problems. You know, if 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 it works in their interest to blame it on Australia, they'll do that. If it works in the interest to blame it on the Central African Republic, you know, they'll do that. Like they have no, there's no barriers to which nations they'll um, disrespect in this way. But when it comes their way, it's like it's racism and everybody's afraid to be racist, but they're not afraid to be racist. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That's all. That's all I have. I want to get your, your thoughts on that. Um, great show, man. Watch you all the time. Um, keep up the good work. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. All right. Shout out to the caller. And if you guys didn't know, he's over in China teaching English as a second language. And, you know, to speak a little bit more about Fox and, you know, other organizations being, you know, fitting into whatever the mainstream is. That's why people were coming to people like me and many others, because 
they don't want to hear that mainstream stuff anymore. They're tired of it. They're tired of people not calling things how they see it. They want to come to people like me to get uh, a, a more grounded point of view and not something that's influenced by uh, whatever the mainstream is and whoever defines what the mainstream is. But let me get to the next call. And let's go to 626, you're on the line, who am I speaking to? Hi, good afternoon, ABL. This is Marina calling you from Los Angeles, California. How are you? Everything's good. Can't complain. How about yourself? I'm loving the show today, man. I can't believe the calls you're getting in from China. Those are spectacular calls. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, it just shows you uh, what's going on with um, the media, such as yourself. Uh, I just uh, I was posting on, on, the, uh, chart, on, the, um, on the chat board about how I read the BuzzFeed and CNN are saying that a lot of the uh, news organizations are going bust, and BuzzFeed and uh, CNN are having to lay off a lot of their reporters and photo uh, photographers and such, and they're taking a big old hit. Oh, yeah, and the thing about it is they shouldn't be going broke right now because everybody's at home watching the news because they're scared about what's going on. But, see, they had problems before this whole thing even happened because people got tired of CNN putting out fake stuff, misleading stuff, sensationalized, biased, hateful, ridiculous things. They always get wrong, always got to issue retractions, just kind of a slipshot operation. People were just watching it because they'd be trapped in the airport having to watch it. But now, anybody in the airport, anybody at a place where they got to watch it because of the contract CNN has with them. So what are they going to do as far as any kind of viewers? Nobody's really watching them. And BuzzFeed, who cares about them anymore? People are coming to people like myself and many others on YouTube that are better able to deliver an opinion about what's going on and also the facts without so much of the spin to the point where you can't even tell what the facts are anymore. So, yeah, that's that's their own doing. Yeah. That's their own fault. And it's been going on for a long time. Yeah, these you know, these are all uh, spectacularism, you know, uh, medias. And it's like pretty much everybody's sick of it. And another thing, too. Another thing too is that if um, if there's everything is shut down, there's nothing going on. There's no superstar to talk about. There's no shock media here. There's nothing there. There's nothing anywhere. The only thing we got to talk about is about the virus, and who's doing the most talking right now? Trump. So that's what's got them on a wild old spin, you know. And and the funny part about that is that they're trying to um actually like cut away from some of the live conferences. It's like, what are you doing? Like you're trying to cut your nose and your face. You want to hate on Trump so much, you'll eliminate the thing that gets you some of the most viewers. It's like you're making decisions. Don't, it don't make any sense for the bottom line. So like well, I said, yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, uh -huh. all, it's their own fault. Yeah. Like right now, have at it. Cut them off of your, you know, main, go ahead. Don't, don't show them. Don't show them. What else are you going to show us? What else are you going to show us? <laughs> What right. are you going to show us? Are you going to show us empty streets? Are you going to show us empty stores? We got that. We're all reporting that online. You know, there's people like you, people like other, you know, other, um, other, um, um, what do you call it, uh, YouTubers and whatnot. I mean, these people are more reputable. You, I would trust your your information a thousand times more than if somebody posted something from CNN. You know, it's like it's come to that, and it's like you said, it's their own, you know, it's their own fault. Another another thing, um, I hate I hate to change your mind into something totally different, but in regards, we're talking about this virus. In 2009, when the um, when the swine flu happened, I was nine months pregnant, and there was absolutely nothing on the news. There was no worry, nobody, anybody, nobody was warning anybody. Everybody was fine. 
a couple of months later when they start talking about it, then, you know, people started getting sick, more people, more people. I was one of the people that got sick and got hospitalized. I was nine months pregnant. Mm. The virus ended up going into my heart, and it enlarged my heart during the pregnancy, and it gave me something called cardiomyopathy, which just means that the virus, it was, it was cardio, it was viral, viral cardiomyopathy that it gave my heart. When I go to have my baby with a cesarean, I go into double cardiac arrest, and I ended up getting put into the uh, cardiac ICU, and it was just a mess. I was there for a while, and my son ended up coming out like, you know, he was very small because, you know, I'd gotten sick during the pregnancy and whatnot. Nothing. Nobody shut down. The country didn't say a thing. Nothing happened. The world kept going. People died. Thousands of people died of this. Thousands of people got put in the hospital. Nothing happened. I read somewhere that in in China, they're, they're a market. And you can tell me better because I'm not really read up on the market. But I heard that in the market that China is doing fine and that it's just like other people's markets that are crashing besides their own. Now, I think um, China is doing fine in the market, but I'm not really sure how their market operates. But from what I heard, they are doing fairly well in other markets. Mm-hmm. I think other markets are not doing well, but they're trying to recover. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the thing is that they're doing fine. They're the ones that got everybody sick, but everybody else is freaking out. Everybody else is getting forced. And like the gentleman said, I swear to you, Bill, because, because of what happened to me, I ended up getting really sick, and I ended up having to be uh, disabled because of the, the uh, two cardiac arrests and the fact that I was, you know, basically, uh, you know, dead for a little while. And so, you know, I, my cognitive, you know, abilities got really messed up. But the thing is, honestly, I'm one of those people that can get sick because I now have MS and lupus. I don't mind. Like the gentleman said, if I had to die, I wouldn't mind it. I would rather go than to see the country go through what it's going to go through. There's people like me. There's people like the gentleman you spoke to. We would rather we would rather go because we love our country so much that we would suck it up. Who wouldn't do that? Who wouldn't say, you know what? No, it's not a physical war that we're fighting against another country. We're not at war with, you know, with battles or whatever you want to call it, with tanks and, you know, and guns and whatnot. This is a different kind of a war. But our country is getting devastated nonetheless, nothing the easier. You know, and there's honest to God something to saying I would rather die than to let my country continue to get to what it's getting to right now because of this stupid, stupid containment. Everybody's still out. Everybody's shopping. I just came back from Costco. Everybody's doing their business. Everybody wants to get out. Nobody wants to be locked in. Right, exactly. 100% correct. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, honestly, God, who wouldn't, who wouldn't say I would rather, if I'm going to get sick, if I'm going to be one to die, that's fine. But the world has to continue going on. The country has to continue going on. It cannot do what it's doing. We're, what, one week, two weeks into it right here, you know, in Los Angeles or whatnot? It's not, it, this, is not, this is not good. It's not good, and it can't continue to happen this way. And, you know, I, I know they're attacking Trump, and I know Trump wants us to get back. But this is, this is something that it, it just cannot continue to happen. Like I said, we're fighting a war, and some people will die inevitably, just like we all die with the flu, the regular flu, how many people have killed? You know, how, how come they're not talking about how many people are dying from the flu so far this year? Everything is, you know, everything is Wuhan, you know, the Wuhan flu, the Wuhan flu, the China flu, whatever. 
But, okay, how many people have died from the regular flu? And I know people are sick, and I know people are dying. Nobody's saying that that's not happening. But the country cannot continue to stop itself. It cannot go into a halt. It can't, it can't happen. I mean, that's just my personal analysis of it. It just cannot continue to happen that way. The country's going to bust, you know? Well, very, very well said. I thank you for the call, and I most certainly appreciate Absolutely. you. God bless you, ABL. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Wow, great call, excellent call. That's see that that right there. That's how I feel. I think a lot of Americans feel the same way that she feels. And shout out to her. I'm glad she's able to make it through pregnancy. You know, give birth and everything. Everything was all good. So shout out to her. All right, let's get to some more calls. Six one four, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, my name's Nathan. All right, Nathan, what's going on? Uh, not much, not much. Um, well, it's morning here, so that's great. Um, I wanted to give you a bit of a medical insight. Um, I missed the beginning of your show, but I've been watching for the past hour trying to get in. Um, I was hoping we could discuss a little bit if you've got uh, one to two minutes to give to me. All righty. What's going on? Great. So um, the H1N1, the 2009 swine flu, um, the previous caller was talking about, has an R0 of 1.2 to 1.6. Um, that means that every person who gets infected will infect 1.2 other people. Um, the COVID-19, you're looking at, so that's the, what's it called, um, SARS-CoV-2. That's the actual virus, the SARS-CoV-2. Um, that one will infect between three and five. Um, so the infection rates are quite different. Now, that's purely um, based on what the conversation was with the last caller. Um, <clears throat> by the way, everything up to yesterday's video that you put out, I like totally agree with you. Um, so, um, can I just go through what I saw in yesterday's video quickly? Go for okay, it. Cool. All right, cool. So, um, in the emergency department I work in, we have three Oxylog 3000. Um, that is the ventilator that we use. Um, the government has, I believe, a thousand of them in storage in our you know, emergency supplies, um, which um, our hospital is privately run, but has been taken over by the um, Department of Health at this point. Um, this machine, I can literally hold it in my hands um, with my, you know, I could run with four of them if I wanted to. They are a very lightweight device. Um, what the killer is, is the, um, oh, what's it called? The, the killer part of this is ARD, so it's acute respiratory distress syndrome. And like I had, a, you know, we've had 25 year olds, we've had younger people, we've had older people um, get hit by this. And basically, it's just where there's so much inflammation, the lungs can't hold it. Um, I totally agree with what your callers are saying, like you can't stop life. Um, from my point of view, the problem is that people aren't, um, what's it called? We're acting too late. Australia started um, acting um, at about the same time America started acting, but we are so many steps behind where America is. I think the, um, <clears throat> what's it called? It had already distributed itself amongst America by the time America started acting. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, places like Singapore, where the infection rate is so much lower, they're testing everyone. They're allowing basic businesses to go ahead. Um, 
what I think would have been beneficial is small amounts of action earlier rather than drastic measures. Um, now, that's not backed up by any data. So, you know, just <laughs> I also call identifying myself there. I, you know, obviously, there's most research and all that. Um, but, you know, if you were to implement social distancing two weeks before everything else, you can still go for your coffees. You can do all that sort of thing. Um, but you're not having the economic effects because you're not having to say, okay, this has gone too far, we have to stop it immediately. Like, remember in the UK, they let it run as far as they could and then they realised that, crap, we've, we're, um, we're losing too much of our population, ICs are overrun. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention with regards to your video yesterday, um, <clears throat> my concern... Oh, I think it was in the way it was played. You played it that the person who, um, or you presented it that the person who um, was speaking, um, the doctor, I believe, she was, um, what's it called? She was trying to create panic, whereas the other person had a very high level of control. Um, from my point of view, is it that the doctors and the nurses in that emergency department weren't feeling supported by higher-ups. Um, and that's my concern. And then from a distribution point of view, if there are all these extra, because in, um, in the news clip which she used, if there are all these other extra facilities available and we've got all these ICU beds and all that that are free to use, why is there the pressure on this? Why don't we move the sick to these other hospitals where they can manage them appropriately? Um, I've been in contact with someone in California, one of the um, hospitals there, and um, she works in ICU, and she was saying that they're being given one mask for the whole shift. Now, these are surgical masks, and they do lose their integrity as soon as they get moist or wet, so you can't wear them for more than an hour at a time. Um, and when you think about it, they're having to go in two, three times an hour just to tweak vent settings and things like that. Um, the way that you'd want, like, okay, <laughs> sorry, and I, I believe there's also... Well, caller, I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to cut you, but okay, we got to just kind of uh, get the thoughts a little bit more streamlined. So first, I got to ask you a question. Um, you're... Yeah, far away. Okay, now, where are you again? Like, what part of the world are you in? Australia. Okay, and you are a doctor, a nurse, what are, where are you? Emergency nurse. Okay. All right. So I, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. So you said that my video yeah. wasn't necessarily, it had some things you had an issue with. I guess the one thing was the, the nurse, or pardon me, the doctor that was talking in the first part yes. of the video. Uh, my issue with her is that I feel like she's not an infectious disease expert. And some of the things that she yeah. was saying may just be from her point of view about what she sees. I understand that. But when you put stuff out there like that, and environment like we have them yeah. right now, people are already panicking. You're not helping the situation on the ground. You're, you're adding to it because people are panicking. And then when they see you, it's like, okay, here's a doctor. They know what they're talking about. But you're not in the position of being the experts of infectious disease that are actually running the show from the federal level or even on the state level. So I feel like that was kind of inappropriate yeah. and a little bit irresponsible for her to go out there and do that and put it out to the world, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. So... From that perspective, yes, but is it that she wasn't feeling supported from the 
the higher up from the management team. I mean, maybe so, maybe so, but still, I mean, you handle that a certain way because you may feel like you're not being supported. You may feel like things aren't going properly and you want certain things to be done. But when you put that out there on social media, people are not going to be able to see things with that kind of nuance. They're going to see somebody that is saying there's not enough mass, there's not enough ventilators, and you're going to be pretty much out of luck if you are in New York. That's what they hear. Although that's not, that's not what she's saying. That's what they hear because people are afraid yeah. and they hear the worst. They don't hear the fact that she's crying out for help to make things better, to get things to an optimal level. They just hear panic. So that's why I yeah. say what she yeah. said was irresponsible, in my opinion. Yeah, so that's cool. But would you also agree then that maybe she's doing that because she doesn't feel that she's getting the support she needs? Is I mean, I, I said, also... I said yes. I said yes, but... Okay, cool, cool. Okay, yeah. you see what I'm Just saying? Sure we're on the same page yeah. Just making sure we're on the same page there. That's cool. All right. Um, cool. Was there anything else that I brought up that you wanted to discuss? Because I, I brought up basically the, the four big points that I wanted to discuss. Um, I think that's pretty much all I had. Was there anything that you wanted to ask me specifically, like a kind of a short question? Because when you kind of when you kind of explain it, sometimes the question gets lost. So, is there a particular thing you wanted to ask me about my video? I, I just I just wanted to kind of give you a bit more of an understanding of what is actually going on. I think the the big one, the first thing that really hit me was like the medical knowledge was limited to. Uh, uh, don't, don't stress about it too much. Basically, a ventilator doesn't have to be a massive thing. It can be something you can hold through, uh, two in each hand if you wanted to. Right. It's not an ATM thing. So that I think your own knowledge speaking about that and when you came and you put out your view, you were also um, you were looking from a different set of glasses. So you were only seeing a portion of the picture. Um, I, I think it goes both ways. There's the mass hysteria, which isn't helpful. But then there's also denial, which isn't helpful, and that's my point that I want well, to Well, see, make now I say I say they were big. I said they were big like that because that's, that's what they show in the news media story for the New York Times. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Even even I'm a victim of the fake news. So, like, if we're talking about this thing that's going on, let's let's put out the information properly. Like, if you're a reputable news source and you're putting out news stories, this is what I'm saying. Even a guy like me that does this for a living that dissects news stories for a living. Even yeah. I was able to see the story came from New York Times and then see a thing and talking about ventilators and they're showing these big ATM machine looking things five in a row right there on the screen. Oh, that's what they look like. That's, that's those right there. They're not telling me the full story. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I say what she said was irresponsible. And this is why I say the fake news media should be held to account because if we're watching this and we're trying to glean information from it and it's improper and it's not right, then we're not being treated properly so that's pretty much all i got man thank you for the call definitely appreciate you cheers have a great day all right shout out to the caller most certainly appreciate him and thank you all for being here uh if you like what you heard so far hit the like button for me that'll do me uh, a great wonder and if you're not subscribed go ahead and do it subscribing is totally 1000 percent free and i would very much appreciate you if you did that for me and also, this particular show you're listening to right now will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform. It'll be available on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Cashbox, uh, what else? Anchor, Spotify, all that good stuff. The link for that particular uh, audio platform, I guess, hub is in the description box below. It should say podcast right there. Click on that. You can subscribe to all of them. Get the RSS link. 
all of that what you need so we got a lot more calls on the lines gets a few more 714 get on the line who am I speaking to hi this is Jonathan Ramos California wow finally got through <laughs> <laughs> how's everything going man what's going on I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I uh, can't complain too much, man. Hanging in there. All right. So there's one thing I wanted to mention that's not being talked about on the news or that many places at all is that the stimulus package bill contains the fact that the Federal Reserve is able to buy corporate debt with the stimulus, with the, the quantitative easing money that they're using. They're making unlimited quantitative easing. What people aren't talking about is that is essentially socialism because what happens is if these big corporations fail and the government owns all of their debt, they'll collect all of their assets. Mm. So at that point, will they retain ownership of the company from the federal government? Yes. So essentially this country's just been socialized under that bill. Under the table, nobody knows about it. Nobody's really talking about it. So we're pretty much... I'm pretty much saying at this point that Bernie Sanders won. Now, okay, I got a question about that. So they're able to purchase um, the debt of, like, how does that work? Is, is a company just going to be insolvent, going out of business, and then the Fed says, okay, let's, let's buy them up and prop them up and keep them? And if they did not do that, they'd huh. go out of business and be gone? How would that really work? So when you have, when you're dealing with the stocks, like on the stock market, he purchased stock, you're buying a portion of the company. However, you have the last claim to rights of the company. The people who get the first claim to rights are the bondholders who just own their debt. Okay. So, they, yeah, the government bought, they're buying all up, all the debt of all these corporations that are going to be bailed out. They're going to be buying up municipal debt from all the cities that are going to be out there with unlimited amounts of money. So, <laughs> wow. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, the second thing that's going on that people aren't really talking about, there's some articles that are out there are that the Chinese right now are buying up all the U.S. stocks. All this is going down. So, <laughs> but see, they, they, yeah. they've been, they've been yeah. doing that. That ain't nothing new. They've been doing that for a long time. Not only are they buying up our oh, stocks, they're, they're buying up our stocks. They're also buying up like um, <laughs> scrap metal. They, they, they're, they're buying all kinds of stuff from the United States. They got property over here. Uh, they're, they're buying up companies. Like some years ago, they brought up um, Smithfield Foods in Virginia, which is a pork processing plant in Suffolk, Virginia. So even yeah. the foods you buy here in the States, things that are produced here in the States could be owned by the Chinese. I mean, like, they're going like ham, like hundreds of millions of dollars are pouring into the stock market right now because of the fact that all this panic is going on. They're buying up co companies on pennies on the dollar, essentially. Yeah. Like as we're dumping our money and foreign investors are getting out, this country is being bought up by China and the U.S. government. Right. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of years coming up. But uh, as I was saying, I, I pretty much just saying that uh, Bernie Sanders won because uh, socialism pretty much took over America. Well, I don't know about that. I think that uh, <laughs> Bernie Sanders is talking about something totally different. Talking about uh, taking over healthcare, taking up over all the jobs. Uh, you know, federal restrictions on what kind of wages you can pay, a lot of different things. So I don't know about that one. But in a well, situation... Now, nah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you look at it, though, if all these companies start failing, the government's going to have control of everything. Well, what's the, what's the alternative? 
I mean, the alternative, if you look at uh, what's it called, uh, there's a good guy that actually covers economics on this, uh, Peter Schiff. Uh, good old Schiff. Gold. <laughs> buy gold. I, I sell gold. Buy gold. Well, he still actually started selling gold like back in like 2002, 2003, but he's been preaching about buying gold since like the 80s. I know. I know all about Schiff. But, Schiff, Schiff he's a good guy. Yeah. But, um, the whole gold thing that's kind of a so okay so what what's what is what is your what if you were in a situation what would you do to solve things and make so, things be right if, if you go back to history you look at the 1920s not 1929 but toward the early 20s they had the great depression that was before the actual great depression in which the federal government did absolutely nothing and it ended in almost a year mm-hmm so, I mean, essentially what happened was all these companies started failing, they weren't bailed out, and free markets took over, and people who had resources bought up these companies and remade them and rebuilt the economy. Yeah, but I mean... We just, we, we, right now, we might not be able to do that to that extent because we have so much debt on those books and people are so indebted. However, it's still a better solution than what we're doing right now because essentially we're just passing on the book to try to kick the can down the road, but it's going to end up with more socialism. Well, hopefully what you're saying is incorrect, but I, I do see where you're coming from. I do see your point for sure. Yeah, but uh, that's what I want to leave you with. And uh, just happy to finally get on for the first time. And I uh, hope you have a good day. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Good. All right. Great call from my man. But yeah, Peter Schiff. I'm watching, I, I watched Peter Schiff. I remember when I, I remember Peter Schiff. I found him back in the Occupy Wall Street days. And then I followed him after that. Cause he went out there and was like, okay, you want to talk to a guy to 1%? I'm in the 1%. I heard his podcast and stuff, but his main thing was gold, gold, gold. But we're not going back to no gold standard. We're, we're lucky if we can even, we're like, <laughs> let liquidity and, and liquidity in, in, in the banks. Uh, they said like 98% of all money is digital anyway. They're talking about digital currency. We are on digital currency. It's just backed by um, petroleum and the US military, but that's a different story. And I'll move on. Let's get to some more calls. Eight four three, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, this is Tyler. How you doing, buddy? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Uh, we good here in South Carolina for the most part. Got a few few people falling for the hoax, but most people are being sensible, washing their hands and all that. I thought that was just stuff. We, well, in the, I know in the seventies and eighties we learned how to wash our hands all the time, like just kind of like not being everybody's face. But some people are learning. But yeah. anyhow, I want to take a minute go ahead. and compliment. I'm sorry. No, I, go ahead. I want go to ahead. take a second and compliment you, Jericho Green, Brandon Tatum, just all the YouTubers that do this stuff off the cuff. Like y'all watching, uh, you know, the nightly, the, the guys, Stephen Colbert and all them. I mean, he's out there changing a bicycle tire, for God's sake. And <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel going live from his trashy looking, you know, whatever that little man cave he's got going on. I mean, it's a mess. And y'all do this stuff just being genuine. And, like, you see it just in the chat. Like, you get, you're getting America. You're getting all spices. You got the red pill barista, man, <laughs> from, from San Francisco holding it down. Rapper 10,000. I mean, you got us all. You got us in the mountains in the south. And y'all provide entertainment during these times and keep it sensible. And I just want to thank you for all that. Because there's nothing to find on TV right now. 
I mean, you can watch you some old different strokes or something like that on TV land to get you through. But, like, trying to see up-to-date content. I mean, you got Joe Biden trying to do something in his basement. It's awful. <laughs> and it just shows how, how true you are, how good you are at what you do. And I thank you for that. And thank you for that, man. That means a lot to me that y'all y'all can see that we, we're genuine people. We're just, you know, in our homes, wherever we are, doing it every day, straight off the cuff. You know, I, I really enjoy going live because people know that this is me. This is just who I am. Love talking to y'all as well, man. So thank you for that. I, I really, really appreciate you for that. Yeah, bro. It's like having a friend. Like, I mean, it's not being funny or what, but y'all are like, I mean, it's like, you're my dude. Like, let me see what ABL talking about as soon as I get off of work. You know what I mean? Let me see what he's thinking. Right. Jericho through the day on his way to work. I mean, that, that stuff you can't buy. I mean, y'all should be making millions. And then you got these fools in Hollywood getting treated with red carpet, you know, awards every other weekend, it seemed like, till all this stuff happened. And where are they at? They got to have everybody write their stuff. Y'all just doing it. I don't like the rhyme because, but it's good stuff. But, hey, I'm proud of America. Everybody's doing what they got to do for the most part. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. And thank you for the call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely All right, ABL, stay up now. All right, we'll do. All right, bro. Take care now. Great call from my man. Really, really, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me that you, you, you guys can see what we do every day. I thank you for that. 702, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, this is the Red Pill Barista from San Francisco. All righty, my man. What's going on? How are you doing tonight, Mr. Logan? I'm well. I can't complain. Well... Just want to say one thing. That intro that you have to your show with the ABL logo, this thing that looks like from the old Midnight Special graphics, boy, when that fat bass line comes on, I almost picture my mind Fred the Hammer Williamson kicking some butt. Boy, I like that. I like that bass line. It doesn't last very long, but holy macro, it's across 110th Street, baby. Now, let me tell now, let me tell you a little bit about what's happening in San Francisco. San Francisco, the news, the mainstream media isn't even reporting on this. But right now, as we speak, San Francisco, as you know, the warden, uh, Mayor uh, Breed, has us under lockdown. They got National Guard units in the Embarcadero near the Pier 39 forcing people to get back into their homes now. You don't see that advertised on the mainstream, do you? Right now, half of San Francisco is being looted and destroyed, and no, the mainstream media doesn't support any of that. Right now, San Francisco, and what you said on your video today, I might add, is true, and here's why, about people um, need to get back to work. Because right now, the mainstream media basically is just telling us, showing us empty streets saying, see how the people are complying? Let me tell you, San Francisco is being ravished. People, what ABL says is right. It's happening here. You're not allowed to take a walk anymore. You in a grocery store and somebody pushes you down, forget about calling the police. They're not showing up anymore. Right now, where I am, three doors down, there was a woman that was assaulted in her home at 7 p.m. at night, and nobody came for an hour and 45 minutes. This is what's going to happen. What you said today on your video is true. Let me tell you something, ABL. At first, I disagreed with you when you said people are going to die. They've got to get back to work. But you have a point. 
a co-worker came, uh, not a co-worker, but a neighbor came up to me and said, oh, that man is cruel. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear he wants people to die to go back to work? I said, that's not the point, you jerk. What I told you is that people now are cracking up. It's better to just start society again eventually, little by little, and have the hysteria stopped. You notice when they say people get the coronavirus, the news never reports on people recovering from it. 80 to 85 percent, 90 to 95 percent, whatever it is, recover from the dang thing. Now, let me tell you something, Mr. Rogan. Have you noticed that people are getting really, really soft in this day and age? Have you noticed that? Yes. When you were, when you were, when you were a kid, you're not even that old, but when you were a kid, when I was a kid, you used to go to the GP. Remember what a GP is? A general practitioner, you'd go to him, it'd be some 80-year-old guy, he was smoking, coughing up a storm, you go in there, and you tell him, look, I got a cold, I got the flu, I got an STD. He'd pull out the needle, he'd slam it in your arm, you didn't know what it was, you didn't know, want to know what it was. And three days later, you felt better, you gave him 20 bucks, you knew his name, he knew your name, and that was it. People would go back to work. When you had, when my old man used to have back aches and leg aches, he would still get up at four in the morning and go, go to work. People have become too damn soft now. They have become babies. They get a cold and sniffle. They go, I'm going to lay in bed for a week. Let me tell you something. People have to toughen up. I'm not saying to go out there and, and invite getting sick, but stop being a child now. Have you noticed? There's a herd mentality going on. Everybody watches the news, now everybody agrees. If Trump locks down New York and New Jersey and Connecticut, do you realize, people, how bad that's going to be? This is the United States of America. You should be able to travel from state to state. Are people insane? They say, I stay home. Well, what about the FedEx drivers? What about the police? What about the people who retail clerks? They're not staying home, and you don't see them crying about it. Gee whiz, toughen up there, people. Did you see AOC, that bartender degenerate on the House of Representatives floor, screaming for money for illegal aliens? Did you see that ABL? I did. You know, she has some nerve doing that. There are people that are not going to make their rent in five days, and she gets up screaming that people that crawled over the border and, and lay in their roach coaches, they have a right to get money. Well, I tell you, they don't have a right to get money. We're taxpaying citizens. I get up four or five in the morning for over 25 years in different jobs to go to work to pay taxes, and I don't want to give it to somebody who crawls over the border to get about it. If you don't, if you think AOC is is not dangerous, what she said the other day is dangerous. No, don't give them any money. This is craziness. Now you notice one thing: Tom Hanks he recovered from coronavirus. Did you see that? I did. Now, yes, he comes back to the United States with his with his wife that looks like a man. Do you ever see her? She looks like a transvestite. She is so damn ugly. She makes Serena Rowe Williams look like Marilyn Monroe. She's coming back there with uh, him. They look okay. They look fine. I don't see them wheezing and gasping because it's 
people, most people recover. You know, I tried eating some of that fish cleaner, and then I started getting sick. I said, oh, my God, I've got to go to a hospital. But then I realized I was watching a Tom Hanks marathon on, on the TV, and that was making me sick. People eating fish cleaner? you got to be kidding. What's next? If Trump goes borax, cures the common cold, you're going to have bleach poured down your throat? People are morons. They're really degenerate. I mean, they go to Walmart, toilet paper. Let me tell you something. People on YouTube, I want to say one thing, Mr. Logan, at least you don't do this. People on YouTube, enough with the coronavirus parody songs. We have thousands of them already. Forget about it. Do something else. And the toilet paper jokes, it's over. Who cares? So you don't wipe your butt, you wipe your butt. Who cares? There's more important stuff in the world. Here's one of the things that's most more important stuff in the world is uh, that um, China is lying. Did you, Mr. Logan, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe they have no new infected cases in China? I want to get your stand on that. I do not believe that. Now, let me ask you something. Do you believe that that they're not locking down as much anymore because the virus has disappeared? Do you believe that? No, they losing money. Right, exactly. Thank you. The Chinese, let me tell you, you can't now, because you're in New York, you can't go into a Chinese restaurant and eat cat and rat anymore. You know, they used to serve that stuff. Do you ever see the beef? Mr. Logan, do you ever go to a Chinese restaurant and see the stringy beef? It didn't look like meat because it wasn't meat. It was somebody's pet six days ago, and then it was in the chopping block. You know who you are who did that in the Chinese restaurants. They serve cat. They serve rat. They serve bats. They serve anything that they can get their hands on. And the stupid Americans, because they got, they're so fat and obese with their, hair, with their you know, things hanging over their belt, their stomachs, they even put in their mouth anything. It's just like Juicy Smollett. He put anything in his mouth. Well, that's the same thing with the, chi- with the Chinese restaurants. They're filthy and dirty. You know they were serving cats. And you're right, Mr. Logan. They're losing money. Now they want to jumpstart their economy. They don't care. And you're right. I want to say one last thing. You're right. You know something? If you're 75 years old, you shouldn't be working anyway. Stay home. Let the young people work. And if you get sick, I want to say one last thing, and I like your video for this. People die. Sorry, people. Remember what George Carlin, the comedian, used to say? Americans like to keep things soft. We like to call retards now. We like to call them physically disabled. We like to call people who, who are, who are um, of uh, other sexual orientation, we like to call them gay, like they're happy. Let me tell you something. Listen up. Logan's right. People are going to die. You're not going to live forever. I know I don't want to die tomorrow. You don't want to die tomorrow. But America, come on. What's the alternative after a while? Sitting home and making song parodies? Fully. I want to say, Mr. Logan, at least you're still on the air. Keep up that great ABL logo with that fat baseline. The minute that comes on, I tell my wife, hey, hey, come on. He's on again. And we watch you pontificate for 10 minutes. Thank you, Mr. Logan, and have a great weekend. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. All right. <laughs> my man, Red Pooperista. Red Pooperista, if you're listening to me after you just hung up, start your own channel. That, that right there was a video. You got it. That right there, you don't need to put your face on the camera. You could just do like little slides or something. Start a channel. You got it right there. That that was a video in itself. 100%.
I might put that as a separate video and you might see how it does. All right, let's get to the next call. Okay. Three, two, three, you're in the line. How much speaker to? Three, two, three. Hello? Yes. Yo, what's up? What's yeah, going? good. Everything's good, man. What's Snazzle happening? Snazzle look real, man. Uh, so I got some, I got some interesting news, man. That I wanted to share with everybody. This is like breaking news that just came out. All right. So, you know how some of these states were calling gun stores non-essential? Yeah. Do you know what Trump just did? Made it essential. Yes. With yeah. the help of the gun owners of America and the gun owners of California. You, uh, so you knew about that already. I, I just saw that, like, while um, I was taking calls, like, like a few minutes ago. I just saw that. Man. You know, I, I'm i not really into the left-right paradigm and all that stuff and all this with, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of theories around what's going on with Trump, you know, and Q and all that. But with with, with that little piece of information right there, I can't say there's a little bit of hope. Right. If he's willing to go against the states and say, no, nah, no, nah, this is essential. Now, where do we go from there? You know, how far how far are we willing to take this? That's, that's a good question. You know, be, you know, because I mean, you know, these these governors and these mayors, you know what they're trying to do uh, during this crisis, man. They, you know, they never let a good crisis go to waste. So I'm thinking, like, is, is, what's going to come out in the wash after this is all done? I'm waiting. I, I, I can't wait to find out. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But uh, that's all I got, man. I just wanted to share some good news. You know, now you guys can go out and get what you need. Hopefully during this downtime that we had, they were able to restock, you know, uh, some ammo and, and firearms. You know, you guys can go out and get some stuff to protect your families with. You know? Absolutely. So, 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got, man. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Ed, no problem, man. Bye. All right. That's a great call from my man, Snapzilla Gorilla. Hold on. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull that article back up so you guys can see it. I'll read a little bit of it so we can kind of be on the same page. Okay. So you guys saw the headline. Trump administration names gun makers, retailers, essential businesses nationwide. So this is coming from the federal government. And it says President Trump's Department of Homeland Security, okay, released updated guidelines naming gun manufacturers and retailers as essential on Saturday, which means they are to stay open and operational nationwide during a Chinese coronavirus shutdown. I love Breitbart for the Chinese coronavirus shutdown. The DHS guidelines list as essential workers supporting the manufacturing of safety equipment and uniforms for law enforcement, public safety personnel, and first responders. Excellent to frame it that way first. And then workers supporting the operation of firearm or ammunition products, manufacturers, retailers, importers, distributors, and shooting ranges. Ah, range is going to be open too. Because I was thinking about that. It's like, can I go to the range? Ranges will be open under this. From the DHS. Now, will it be a mandate, like a, a law? Like, how are they, they going to kind of enforce it nationwide? We'll see. The Second Amendment Foundation's Alan Gottlieb commented on the DHS declaration saying, Every freedom loving American owes President Trump and his administration a very big thank you for protecting our Second Amendment rights. This is another Trump promise he made, promise kept, and promise kept. They said, and promise keep, incorrect, but we'll move on. So, yeah, hopefully we can make this be nationwide for sure.
<laughs> a declaration comes just days after Governor Phil Murphy, Democrat, laughed in the face of a man who expressed concern that the statewide shutdown in New Jersey had put an end to gun sales, thereby lim eliminating the ability to get firearms for self-defense. Breitbart News reported the concerned man asking Murphy, if less guns reduce crime, will you give up your personal bodyguards? <laughs> there you go. Murphy responded by imitating that by intimating that he and the citizen had a philosophical difference in the role guns play with the governor believing a safer society has fewer guns, not more guns. Switzerland, anyway, and the guns that do exist are in the hands of the right people, particularly trained members of law enforcement. So basically, I do whatever I want. I got my guns because I I'm up here. I can do this, but you you can't have your guns. The governor then giggled, referencing an armed law enforcement member next to him and said, it is what it is. So F you, sir. I got my man. Like, what you going to do? Cry about it. How about that? Now, you're going to cry about it, Governor. How about that? But we'll see how this goes. Let's get to the next call. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. All right, call you in the line. 712, who am I speaking to? Uh, you're speaking with Al from Iowa. Hey, I get a kick out of that guy I just played. Oh, man. I can't well, number one, I want to thank you for your format. I love your format. The way you have regular Americans, counting myself, calling in, and basically we might have some bitches here, but at least I get, try to get some of the message out. So I want to give you, uh, I want to thank you for that, first of all. Okay? All righty. Uh, okay. Hey, I want to kind of talk about uh, a little bit about kind of break of this uh, stimulus bill. And... I kind of want, this is going to affect us all as Americans, and just remember one thing, all debts are paid. They're either paid by the debtor, or they're going to be paid by the creditor. So just remember that one. Uh, no matter what, how you look at it, it's, all debts are always paid. Um, I want to talk about Pelosi, basically, you know, Wicked Witch from the West, flying in, and then she says, basically, this is all about the coronavirus. Let's talk about what was in that coronavirus bill. NPR PBS got $75 million. What was that for? That NSA, got six, <laughs> NSA got $60 million. The National Archives got $8 million. The Energy Department got $99 million. The Forest Service got $3 million. Capital Improvements got $27 million. Wildfire management got uh, seven million. Arts and humanities, whoa, seventy-five million. The Kennedy Center got twenty-five million. Alaska Native uh, Arts and uh, Culture got seventy-eight thousand dollars, and Utah Water Project got five hundred thousand. And then there was also you were saying. Was that $25 million for... Kennedy Center. Uh, Kennedy Center, but you said also wasn't there something that was given to the staff for... Congress. Apple? $25 million. Congress. Yep, $25 million to Congress. So we add all that up. Okay, you know, that's going to be pretty close to $400 million plus. Yeah. Wow, you know, that was all for the coronavirus? Hmm, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Just kind of, my, just kind of your thoughts on that, you know. And yet... Here's the next one that I see coming up. We all know that we're all kind of bracing ourselves for the next one here, you know, because you had police says, well, we'll give you another one. I'm wondering what else she's going to throw in here. You know what? 
I can see it in the writing right now. All these, all the states, especially New York, California, that hasn't had a balanced budget for who knows, not preparing for their own state for something to happen. Now they're going to be crying, oh, we need money, we need money. Uh, uh, come on, federal government, you need to balance out. You know what, I'm going to say this right now, and I hope if any representatives are listening or any senators that are listening right now, the answer should be no. But if you do, it better be equal to every state. If, if, if New York gets $10 billion, Iowa should get $10 billion. West Virginia should get $10 billion. West, uh, uh, Virginia should get $10 billion. Equally, not unequally. Bull crap. That's how I feel about that. How do you think about how? What do you think about the next stimulus coming up? You can see what's being wrote, what's being uh, wrote up. We got to stop. I mean, the first one was just too much, really. The first one was too much, so we got to stop. Like right now, before we just get too far deep into it. And as far as the first one, I was not a fan, but it was like he, Trump had no choice because there were a couple of ones before this. There was one that didn't really make it to a vote. They were talking about putting money for Planned Parenthood in there. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. Some like things that were worse than what was just in the bill. And then the one before this, it was worse. They're talking about rather than 25 million to the Kennedy Center, they were talking about 35 million to the Kennedy Center. So they had to negotiate to get it to a level that was less ridiculous than the one before. So it's like if you have all Republicans and all Democrats voting for it in the Senate, and then Trump says, no, nah, what's going to happen is. It's going to be so much pandemonium in the government. You're not going to be able to get it done anytime soon. Meanwhile, people are suffering out there in the street. So it was like Trump had no choice. Now, for the second one, I don't I don't know. I hope that we don't go keep going down this road because it's, it's just crazy. It's ridiculous. I think that a second one shouldn't happen. So I don't know what they're going to do. I got my eye on it, but I, I can't really say how I feel about it until they actually put it on paper. Yeah, uh, and but you know what? Here, here's what everybody better look at and fa face this right now. With states closing down, uh, like New York and everything, they are losing. Like even the city of New York, they are losing a lot of revenue on sales tax, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? W wouldn't you agree on that? I mean, yes, they're losing, losing plenty it, of money. It, yeah, it's it's logical. So to break this cycle we're in right now. We have to go back to work. I, I mean, we have to. There's no ifs and buts about it. Otherwise, you're going to uh, break the bank, and, and then we're all going to be unemployed. So we need to get back to work, uh, take our chances. Uh, if, we, and if it's just like Tr President Trump was saying, if it's just opening up this area or opening up that way, maybe we need to uh, basically, okay, quarantine the whole uh, uh New York or whatever. If that's where the really where it's breaking out, and you got and then another question I'd thrown out there at you on, on the on your uh, live chat was, uh, how's this going? I wonder how this is going to affect the census. Think about that one. Everybody's <laughs> leaving New York. Yeah. Everybody's leaving, everybody's leaving New York, California, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 going it's going to have an impact for sure. Yeah. So. But anyhow, I just want to let you know, I appreciate your format. Uh, I believe just by having a, us regular Americans get on, uh, just to talk a little bit about how we feel, how we think it should be. Actually, I think we have a lot more common sense out here than they do in Washington. So I'll leave you with that, sir. All right. Thank you for the call, and man. I thank, definitely appreciate you. And I thank you very much.
All right, now. All right, shout out to the caller. Let's get to the next call. Let's go. Two four oh, you're in line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, it's your boy JV. What's up, brother? I ain't talked to you in a while. How you been, man? Everything's been good, man. Can't complain. How about yourself? Uh, DC's crazy. Stores are wiped out. I'm, I'm in Waterloo, Maryland. Good thing is, like you said, AB, I prepared for it. I got enough paper towels. Got food on stock. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta get a little knickknacks here and there. And I'm going to work, and I'm still working my side jobs and everything like that. But uh, yeah, but people losing their dang on mind. Like some people are literally saying they're gonna be homeless in in less than a week. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's it's serious. <laughs> like it's it's not a game. People acting like, oh, you could just stay home and there's no problem. People don't understand what it's like out there in the streets. For real, it's it's not a game at all. Yeah, yeah. I know so many few, few people know how to prepare for life just in general. And it's it, and, and I hate to say it, it's really sad though that this generation is that soft that that whole virus continue. I even had somebody on Facebook that said the virus is not that bad. Just wash your hands, keep your hands, keep your face clean. They said I hope you get it because you are you you're not taking it serious. I said so. You want my family to be you want basically want my family my my wife to be a widow if I die from it. Yeah, because you don't you don't seem serious enough. I said and suppose you get it. She said I won't get it because I'm staying in the house. I said. I guarantee you probably get it before I do because you're being hyper, hyper, super, super hyper contract about it. When you not agree? Yeah, I, I see that a lot. Um, you know, um, it was this rapper, uh, Slim Thug. I don't know if you know who that is. Out out there in Houston. Yeah, he, he said he had it, and well, he said he has. It. I don't know if he still has it, but he said that he was being very cautious, staying in the house, wearing the gloves, social distancing, all that stuff, and he still got it. So. I mean, people trying to be super cautious, all this and that, and the third. That don't, ain't no guarantee you won't go, that you're not going to get it. And then, then, then the thing about it, if you do get it, what you do is you like, like if I like, I had a little slight cough, I want to start taking medicine, some Nyquil, Dayquil, Vicks Vaporub, and just, just, just doing my normal day. And I, I, I didn't let it consume me and worry about it because word racing makes your immune system down. This is my for I, I believe word racing. Breaks the body down, makes it weak. No, it's just it's just stress right there because stress makes you makes you sick. And if you you know are in a immunocompromised state from being stressed, then you can catch it like that because you, you you're so much worried you're, you're making yourself sick. And then you catch that you exactly. you're, you're easier to get it and by being in that state. Exactly. People don't understand. I keep telling people. I said, look, y'all gotta realize. Like, and and and, and people in my job sitting around talking about well, well. I hope they close jobs. I said, I don't want a job to close. I want to work as long as possible because guess what? We're essential employees, and, 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 and I want to work as long as possible because I want my checks to keep coming in. I don't care. I, I, I feel you. Guess what? I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. Just straight up like that. I don't want to touch nothing. Hey, you got you got, you got got a family. You got people that depend on you. I mean, you can't just be like, nah, I'm going to stay home. I'm scared. It's like, come on, man. We got to keep, you know, keep, keep this thing going. Anyway, it's something crazy. I started doing food delivery, and it's, it's and it's booming. Like I, I, I did four deliveries, made forty seven dollars over four deliveries in less than three and a half hours. Wow. Less than three hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And I was trying to explain to people. I said, look, you, I don't get the option to 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 to, to say I don't have money coming in. I don't get that option. Sorry, and I, 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 I get up and do it. And everybody was like, well, what are you about to come? I said, I don't know where about Corona. Guess what? If I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have it. Guess what? I think I'm strong enough to fight it all. That's what you gotta believe in. You gotta believe how strong your body is, and you're mentally strong enough to handle it. And, I, and that's what I said. Eighty percent of 
sickness is mental. Don't you think so? Yeah, a lot of it is mental. It's like anything in life. If you think you'll be broke, you'll be broke your whole life. If you think you'll have money, you'll have money the rest of your life. That's just how life is. Would you not agree, ABL? I'm with you. Like, it's like you. When I went, when, when I, 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 I remember he's on Goose Gab Talks, and you was talking about your life. I was like, God damn. I mean, excuse me. I mean, God darn it. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, went, you, you, you was basically breaking down life. You was breaking down life. You said, look, man, hey, I came from nothing. And guess what? I, I appreciate the thing I got. And I was like, wow. That's the that's 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 a sign of success there. You see what I'm saying? Because it went to your TV show. You knew, you know, you, you had you had to see your success and your show growing for anybody else saw it. Am I right? Yeah, I had to see it. I, you know, I, I couldn't just have this mentality of I'm defeated. You know, because if I had that kind of mentality, I would never be able to succeed. Because you already defeat, you already beat yourself, and there, there's no greater opponent than your own self. You know, you could you could like David versus, David versus Goliath. You know, if David didn't believe he can do it, he wouldn't be able to do it. But he believed in himself. You you were your best cheerleader and your worst critic. Exactly. That's what I said about myself. I said, look, I said, some days you're going to be your only cheerleader. You're going to be your only fan in life. It's going to be you. And you got to be strong enough to like, hey, if nobody don't see it, hey, I like me. Ain't nobody got to like me but me in the whole world. And that's what you got to believe. And I keep, telling people, I, I keep telling people like this. I don't worry about failure because guess what? I can handle failing, but I don't live in failure. That's right. And and that's better like I said, I said just like just, and this whole virus thing. I get why they were so scared. Like you, you remember that nurse that quit her job saying that she went she she went going coronavirus the, the corona uh, what's the name? But you're a nurse. This is your job. It's your job. You you want people to sick all the time. Exactly. Like I said, I signed be I signed an army entry. Guess what? I had to go down there and, and, and clear doors and kick in doors. I signed up for that. I didn't get I don't get a chance to cry so I don't want to do it because I'm going to jail if I say I don't do it. Right, I'm with you. Sorry for it. She quit. She quit. Oh well, selling <laughs> tough cookies. And before I leave, have you seen the meme about them saying that they hope they hope all Trump supporters catch uh, Corona? And I'm like, is that very? That's that, that's not very nice to say. And I said, I said, I, I, I said, this is why this is why so much hate between the parties come along. Would you not agree? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is just the the, the what the left does. What, what what they do, they always hate. They can't really be positive. It's a shame that that's what we have been reduced to in the country, but it is what it is. Exactly, exactly. And another thing, if I leave, have you, did you play in Division with the, with the rogue agents? Have you played it yet? The New York City? Have you played it yet? No, nah, I've not played it yet, but I, I am going to play that soon. ABL? You <laughs> on that, brother? Yeah. I'm already heady, man. <laughs> I, got, I got five agents down. I got, what, three more to go. Okay. And the, and the new and, and, and the Pentagon mission is so wow. Like oh man, ABL. <laughs> he kept me entertained when I got all work. You know what I'm saying? And then I was telling a lot of people with, with this coronavirus, you being quarantined, take value and value your family. Everybody said, "What you mean?" But I said, "I got a chance to sit around and talk to my family like I normally wouldn't have a chance to do." Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't like it. But I, I'm, I had to take the, uh, how can I say this? You got, you, you got to see the brightness in something that's going to happen to you. That's right. You got to see the good in everything. Yeah. Well, I right, leave, before I leave, brother man, yeah, a chat room, everybody, keep the faith, everybody. We're gonna make it through this, and we're gonna come back ten times strong. And I, and I think it'll be over in like two more weeks, two or three more weeks. They can't quarantine forever. Oh, people gonna lose, a, lose their damn mind. <laughs> that's All right. All right, brother. All right, now. Nah. Peace. Thank you. All right, shout out to my man for the call. Most certainly appreciate him.
Let me see. DB Cooper says, after watching ABL last video on the bill being signed, I am starting to believe that ABL is an undercover liberal or Obamaite. I think dude is a leftist. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. What makes you think that if I say that we should open up the country and the people die, oh, well, how is that leftist stuff? The leftists are the ones that are saying that we should stay in the house and never come out again until the virus leaves, which, can ne which could be never. Um, I guess maybe you think that I'm all right with the bill being signed. I'm not all right with it, but what are we going to do? I'm a, I'm a realistic person. I'm not just living in this fantasy world where I think that you can just go against unanimous bipartisan decisions in the government and the Congress, 96 to 0, voting for a bill, and you the president, and you vote against it because of what? And then you delay the process. People don't get their checks. People on the street, but naked, homeless. What you going to do, man? You got to think realistically, not in an idealistic way. We want to, you know, tighten up so many things that go on with the government. You got to do that at a particular point in time, not right now when you're trying to get the country back on track. Like, and I said, if it were me, if I were the king, if I could rule by fiat, I won't do no shutdown. And if you die, oh, well, that's what I would do. I'm a, I'm a cold hearted person when it comes down to doing things that are better for the society as a whole. So I'm not even, I don't see how that can be liberal, but whatever. We got super chats. Thank you to you guys for donating. I most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to, uh, Draco and Kodak, hilarious, who say, uh, I look forward to your live, especially since being quarantined. I work at a university in South Florida and working from home until further notice. And well, I'm glad you were able to make it. And thank you for your super chat. Most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to Ring Talk Wrestling News, who say they need to move the people who have the virus to the boats to free up the space from the hospitals. There you go. Common sense. You know, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense to me. Thank you for that. Most certainly appreciate you. And also kind of isolate them out there in the water. Maybe that might be good, but we'll move on. Thank you to Lee Crow, who says, I agree with the caller. Give me liberty or give me death. This lockdown is not liberty. Open the country 1000%. Thank you for that. Most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to Adam Hall for the uh, emoji with the uh, with the trumpet playing. Thank you for that. Uh, or the bugle. Was that a trumpet or a bugle? I don't know what it is. I don't know my instruments. But shout out to Lisa Morgan who says, thank you, ABL, for all you do. Your reporting is factual and no BS. Thank you for that. I'm glad you're able to recognize that. Most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to NF Givens who says, but the Fed isn't owned by our government, so it is not being nationalized. Central Bank just eating up companies with our government covering losses. Oh, that's what it is. Thank you for the donation. I most certainly appreciate you. And, oh, are you guys watching Tiger King on Netflix? <laughs> you know, I, I won't go and watch it, but, you know, T-Pain was like, come watch it. I'm like, all right, bet, let's do it. So if you've been watching uh, Tiger King, then this meme makes a lot of sense. Okay. And no spoilers in the chat if you... If you know what's going on, no spoilers. Just anybody that knows, you know. All right. I'll leave that right there for a little bit and let you just kind of marinate in it. You can see who that is. That's not the people that are in the show, but it is them with others' faces on them. You can see who that is. You can see uh, Hillary, I mean, Hillary and uh, the OG Trump. You can see it, but you know who they're supposed to be. Now, obviously, it's not like, you know, about Trump's lifestyle and stuff. It's about the rivalry they get between them. Without spoiling too much, I'll just leave that right there for now. But that's on my Instagram page. Check out my Instagram, matter of fact, at Anthony B. Logan, A-N-T-H-O-N, by the letter B, L-O-G-A-N. Check it out there. But that's that's right on point. If you, if you know, then you know. 
But let's get to some more calls. So wrap it on up, put a bow on the top. Alrighty. Let's do Okay. Two zero six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Um, <laughs> hey, uh, this is Doug Ian in Seattle. All righty, man. What's going on? Picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Picture is killing me, man. I'm gonna have to turn away, man. Uh, I'm glad I got through, man. I wanted to talk to a First Amendment soldier, you know, master extrapolator with uh, some huge obsidians, and uh, and I am so awesome, man. Uh, shout out to the San Francisco barista. He's right. Medical industrial complex done sold us out, but corporate profit margins ahead of human life. Man, I don't know how he does that, man. I gotta chill a little bit. Um, I'm. People were saying I was on coke last time I called in. Nope, just coffee, man. Single father, <laughs> essential business owner, you know. And uh, I'd say I was a prepper, but we don't talk about prepper club. Uh, yeah. So um, basically, uh, you know, I'm over it, man. Um, you know, I'm always thinking in the future. That's why six months ago I told you that there was going to be some shenanigans by the billionaires to make Trump's economy look bad. You know, told you about what was that January about the exponential graph chart, but. All the other countries around the world, there was a doctor down in L.A. says that the, uh, you know, the hydroxychloroquine and the z pack works, man. So ventilators aren't even an issue anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm looking to the future, uh, you know. Uh, and, and so, yeah, to all the, the haters in your, in your live chat, hate, 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 hate. I think they have a bunch of Sookie Johnsons, man. Um, you remember a year ago when we were talking about the support squirrel on the plane? And whether or not you should be able to have a support squirrel on an airplane? <laughs> yeah. Now they now they talking about eating them, man. Come on now. <laughs> Prepper tip: squirrels have a rare uh, a, a disease that'll kill you in their brain. So stay away from squirrel brains. And um, and so yeah, no, I you know I just wanted to call in and uh, and talk about global chess. What what I'm going to look for in the future. I'm not going to say anything that's like my preference. Just that these are things that might happen. Um, you know, with two, uh, two sides of the spectrum. Like, first side of the spectrum, you know, Tom Hanks' son catches Q and throws us all on FEMA camps, right? <laughs> uh, so they kick, they kick the can down the road and they just keep printing trillions for years to come, right? Um, you know, you can look at the usdebtclock.org uh, that says that your share as a taxpayer is $190,000 for that debt. So um, basically... Uh, but we could go another 10 years. Don't ever bet on a rigged game, right? So the temporary UBI, um, dude, it's probably like temporary greenback, you know, uh, temporary uh, DPEG from gold or temporary Patriot Act or temporary QE, you know what I'm saying? Um, I see that kind of thing continuing. Um, and uh, I'll just say, you know, hey, Q, you'll be judged by your deeds, right? You know, uh, it does look like the morning star is rising on the on the serpent. And... Um, but but false hope is is a wicked sin, man. Uh, so let me see here. Uh, we've got the the indictments, you know. Uh, then you'd have like what 160,000 slaps on the wrist, like the Bronfman sisters got. Um, maybe Trump's going to have to park the Pacific fleet around uh, the sovereign country of Taiwan. Um, mm. And uh, and that basically boils down to it. This is how I remember it: Taylor Swift is fighting with Eric Estrada. The SWIFT system, which is the global reserve currency, the exchange stabilization fund, which is about, it was a $10 trillion fund when we, they uh, snatched everybody's gold. Uh, you, they, uh, they reevaluated it, and that's how we pay off all our debts with all those foreign banks, right? Mm -hmm. And we had the petrodollar. 
So we were pegged to a hard asset. That, that's how I'm insulated myself, hard assets, you know. Um, and uh, it's going up against the chip system, like little H, not little I. So that's why I picture Eric Strada. I picture Xi Jinping, uh, you know, with that CHP hat on. <laughs> and then I picture Putin next to him with, like, that, that, that Elizabeth Banks haircut. Um, and so, yeah, SWIFT system is competing with the chip system. Uh, it looks like the European Union will go first because they're not the world's reserve currency. Both the European Union and the Fed are leveraged about 280 to 1. IMF is the only sol- uh, you know, solvent bank. It's leveraged 3 to 1. They moved to Kazakhstan, if that says anything. So this already started a long time ago uh, with Great Britain jumping on the Asian Infrastructure Bank. That was a stab in the back to the petrodollar. Um, Merkel allowing the Nord Stream pipeline. You know, Obama failing to secure Crimea and Syria. Um, you know, those transportation routes. Uh, and so, yeah, or the other side of the spectrum, true, which is, um, you know, Q isn't impotent and ineffectual and uh, puts up and shuts up and uh, military tribunals, uh, martial law, um, which is, in my opinion, we've been there since 2001. You know what I mean? I, I'm, you know, I like my first and my fourth amendments, so that's why I'm off grid. And, uh, you know, and I'll just call into my friend ABL. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, but but basically we have to file a bankruptcy, man, eventually, and 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 that's the right thing to do as a debt jubilee for the 2.2 quadrillion in derivatives, and we reevaluate it like the peso, right? So that way you and I don't have to pay that $190,000 taxpayer debt, uh, which it would be a lot bigger than that. But you know, judges, man, they got they got conflicts of interest. You know, family members who run the you know, the orphanages and the, the juvenile prisons and, um, you know, we, we got to make, you know, an example. But if you want to know about the economy, man, um, it, you know, Keynesian economics, uh, but Martin Armstrong is probably the best guerrilla economist. Um, I love, uh, you know, Money GPS, uh, Rethink of the Dollar. Those guys are great. You know, Schiff, you were talking about them. But if you look at Martin Armstrong's real estate model, uh, Comey threw him in jail for telling the truth on that, on that graph. So hopefully it wrong doesn't you know but that's why i was talking about grandkids uh one of the last times i called in and then we'd have to close your uh military bases uh and and put you know uh the troops home working on infrastructure projects uh main street you know we have to work on that caps for for corporate profiteering um socialist red tape you know um and uh basically man trump's opus you know it's uh it's just starting and uh I really hope I have to apologize to Jeff Sessions for saying he has a pleasure, my friend. <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, uh, basically, um, shout out to the Christian of the century, Jean-Marc Fournier, saved Jesus' crown of thorns. Um, and if he's willing to run into a burning Notre Dame uh, to get it, he probably thinks that it is real, and I didn't even know it existed. Um, so that was really cool. Rest in peace to Kenny Rogers. Uh, appreciate him telling me when to hold him, fold him, walk and run. And uh, yeah, man, I always love calling in here. Um, just uh, gonna go eat some of that Y2K uh, freeze-dried food that I bought 20 years ago. And uh, <laughs> just playing, man. Just playing. And I'll let you get to other other people. Um, and uh, I really appreciate what you do, man. Thanks for giving me a voice. And, and I hope some of that information gives people just an idea to think about, because I think it's going to be a little bit of both. And um, and we we got a good guy at the helm, man. Trump, uh, you know, 
it's amazing, man. He got us three more years. I never would have thought, you know, that I'd have three more years to prep. And so, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, stay away from squirrel brains. Uh, nothing but love for you, even the haters in the chat. If you want to see people get blocked, though, go to O'Shea Duke Jackson. <laughs> 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 he'll, block, he'll block fools all day long for you, man. All right. ABL, have a great night. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. Talk to you on the flip. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. 413, you know, line, who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Hey, ABL. Uh, we're, we're live? We're live. All right. Uh, my question is concerning, I know people are talking about, you know, that maybe it's from Batsman, you know, there's that lab in Wuhan. What, where do you think, or, well, I guess the question would be, do you think China released this initially because we were doing so well? Intentionally, excuse me, not initially. Um, I don't know. It's possible. It, it definitely is possible. I wouldn't put it past them, but I don't really know because the thing about it is they hurt their own people too. And not just their people, but their economy. See, I think China would do a thing that would hurt their own economy. I mean, their own people if it didn't hurt their economy, because that hurt the country overall. So I, I don't think they'll mess with their own economy to hurt us. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then if they infect us and we get hurt by it economically, then it will also affect them economically. So I would not put it past them to hurt their own people and to hurt us by hurting their own people. But the economy part of it, I'm not really sure that makes a lot of sense. I think that um, you had either some carelessness with the wet market, because let's not forget, we've had other things that have come from China in the past. This ain't the first time. Uh, the Black Plague, yeah. the, the Spanish flu did not come from Spain. It came from China. Um, a lot of things. It's a trend. <laughs> it's, it's a trend. It's a trend. Like it's, we, um, it's, it's been a lot of things. The plague of Justinian came from China. So this ain't the first time. It's just another one that happened. So I think it was just Chinese, uh, you know, the, the culture over there being kind of disgusting with the wet markets. And then also you had you just happened to have a, a lab in Wuhan. That could have been part of it as well. Somebody could have came yeah. from the lab and they're not clean properly. Then they go to the wet market. Now you got some kind of super mutant virus we can have all over the planet. That could be what happened. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm just I'm really on the phone. You like you just brought up a great point that, you know, they wouldn't be willing to tank their own economy. The only reason that this really came to my mind, you know, like they were really on the world stage where they weren't as much, at least in the American psyche, with the whole Hong Kong thing. They, that kind of put them on the map more for most Americans, at least, I believe. And, you know, it, from my understanding, they were losing the trade war. Trump was really kicking their ass and America was thriving. That was kind of where that, that thought came from. It's like, what, what is it? It just appears, you know, wet market. I, it, it seemed like a convenient time. Yeah, yeah, I, I I see where you're coming from, but this is China. This is what they've been doing. I mean, they've been shipping these drugs, you know, that's where the opioid crisis is coming from. The whole thing with the vaping, remember that, where some of the kids are having these, these crazy lungs? That was Chinese yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm a tennis coach. Every kid on my on my team vapes like shit. Right, you can't, you can't like cuss. Crap, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I realized right away. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. But yeah, I mean, and some of these kids are getting them THC cartridges from China illegally. And they got all kind of heavy metal and vitamin E, and they're getting sick as a result. So this is what they do. Fake stuff. Like, they, they feed their own people fake stuff. Fake milk, fake rice, fake cabbage. They don't really care. But as far as messing their own economy up, I think that might be that, – that, that, that probably where they draw the line right there. Yeah. Yeah, because they still got to – at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll bounce back. They got to compete with us still because they want to be the world power. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. That's right. 
All right. Well, that's all I wanted to ask. I won't hold you up, man. I know you got a lot of calls. Uh, thanks for taking it. And I love everything you do. And keep it up, ABL. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good night. All right, 214, you're the line. I'm going to speak to 214. Hey, man, what's up, Evie? This is Tariq, bro. All right, Tariq, you got a little bit of noise, a little bit. Yeah, 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 man. I went somewhere quiet, man. But no, man, what what, what I was going to say, man, is isn't it interesting about Joe Biden's uh, sexual assault accuser that the media is not picking this up at all, man? Oh, no, they don't want to talk about that at all. They they focus on the virus and don't even talk about a sexual assault. But I thought it was believe all women. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which which shows that a lot of this stuff is just is is just a con game, man. Because like, where, where's the Me Too movement? Where's the Times Up movement? Where's all these feminists at? You know, you you know what I'm saying? Why they're all silent? Like, you know, Howard Dean is 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 you know it's crazy. They 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 say hashtag believe all women, but now you got Howard Dean questioning this accuser story talking about because it came from the intercept he doesn't know i mean it's like why don't you are you are you are you victim blaming like why don't you listen listen to the accuser herself you know what i'm saying it's just it just shows that all this is fake and phony the 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 problem is is this man liberals use sexual assault as a weapon you know if you notice every time a man is about to reach a certain stage especially if he's if he's conservative then out of at the last minute, at the very last minute, some woman comes out and says, eight, 20 years ago, he touched me on whatever. No proof, no nothing, no anything, but the media makes a big deal of it. Now, yes, some liberals may go down, but I think if those liberals are disposable, like, you know what I'm saying, like maybe like a, you know, like a Harvey Weinstein or, or some newscaster, if, they, if they're dis, disposable and not really rocking liberal power too much, they will let them go. The problem with Joe Biden is they need Joe Biden to beat Trump. You know what I'm saying? So they can't have no women coming out talking about he touched me 30 years ago because th- that will sink. Joe Biden's not mentally there to combat that. And then Joe Biden has a history of sniffing young girls and, and touching them appropriate and, and kissing women on the lips and everything. Joe Biden has that history. So what this makes it seem with the liberals, it seems like it, we will let a rapist, we will let any man that did anything inappropriate to women as long as they can beat Trump. And I don't see how women around this country who, who's always on that feminist tip, they can't see that. But then again, I think these, these women who are liberals, they want to cover it up too because they just want to beat Trump. I think this is exactly what is going on. So it's just, it's just interesting that Joe Biden is just getting away with this and you know, um, did you hear the Times Up statement about that? Why why they're not coming to Joe Biden's aid? Uh, nah. They they said something like they didn't want to lose their tax exempt status or something like that. Well, you know, which is a funny thing. It's some something to that. I could I, I could be wrong. It was some status they didn't want to lose. But what's funny about that is I know for I I I can I can one hundred percent guarantee. If this was a Trump staffer, like like this Joe Biden staffer, if this was a Trump staffer who accused Trump of the exact same thing, Time's Up movement would be all over it. They would not, then the media would be all over it. So, yeah, man, this is just, this just to me shows that liberals don't care about women. It's all fake. I don't know why people keep falling for it. And then the other thing I just want to talk about is um, 
it's funny how liberals are getting upset that, uh, <laughs> especially, no, 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 let me say this. Progressives are getting upset that Bernie Sanders is is losing and, you know, the Democrat establishment is siding with Joe Biden. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy this is happening to these weak, feckless progressives. Because the problem with them is that it doesn't matter what the, the Democrats do, these weaklings will fall in line. I'm telling you. When it comes down to Joe Biden versus Trump, these clowns will never hold their party accountable. They will never call them out. They will fall in line and fall behind Joe Biden. Just look at Elizabeth Warren. Quiet. She's not even endorsing nobody. Um, Bernie Sanders constantly say that if he's going to do everything in his power to defeat Donald Trump, so we know if Bernie Sanders loses, he is going to endorse Joe Biden. Tulsi Gabbard is, is the main one that shocked the heck out of me. This woman is anti-war. Joe Biden is poor, pro-war, but she goes and she endorses Joe Biden. So this, to me, shows that liberals have no fight in them. Like, they will never have a Trumpian-type party that changes their wing because when their party says shut up and obey, the liberals shut up and obey. They never challenge their party. This is the last thing that I'm done, man. Even when you look at this stimulus bill, like I heard a, a couple of re- Republicans came out you know, um, against some things and, like, pressured Mitch Mitch McConnell to change a couple of things in the stimulus bill. You never see this from the Democrat side. You never see Democrats at all coming out against Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer saying, I'm not going to vote for this if this don't happen. They always fall in line, including Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders will never have a revolution. He's too weak. He will not challenge corruption. When Bernie Sanders has everything he said he lost, either some anti-war movement or some pro-work or whatever, Bernie Sanders loses every time because he's not strong enough to call the Democrats out on their crap. He will capitulate and say, I support him, he's my friend, and lose. And it's just interesting seeing these progressives like Kyle Kalinske, T.Y.T., um, I forget this other guy's name, you know, they just make excuses for Bernie. Well, Bernie is Bernie, but the man is never going to win. He's weak. And that's pretty much all I want to say, bro. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Take care, man. All righty. I got to go over my time. Thank you all for being here. If we're not able to get on, I'm sorry. Try again next time. Uh, this has been a great show. Thank you all for joining. This show will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Whatever it is, it'll be there. So that's all I got for tonight's episode of ABL Live. Thank you all for joining. I'll be back yet again on Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. And what else we got? Thank you to all the moderators for keeping the chat in check because you had a few trolls in the building tonight. But thank you all for keeping everybody in chat. You guys done a great job. We got Bill from the Hills. We got Liza Jean. We got Michelle A. We got Killer Sushi 99. We got uh, everybody. Uh, Zealand's in, of course. You guys are fantastic. Thank y'all. And shout out to the Super Chatters. Before I wrap it on up, put a bow on the top. Thank you to... Uh, hold on, let me see. Thank you to Charles Turner Jr. who says, ABL, that previous person was wrong. It was a hard decision talking about Trump signing the bill. And you're right, the President Trump had to sign it. It's not all black and white, exactly. You know, you had bipartisan support, 96, so, I mean, what are you going to do? And time is of the essence. You know, that's the main thing. 
And thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Snapzilla Gorilla, who says, if Trump would abolish the Federal Reserve, that would go a long way to instill faith in him. That would be a dangerous move, though. Very dangerous. I mean, danger ain't the word. But thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Nippon, who said, hope you can get me on Thursday. I got you. Thank you for that. Shout out to Snapzilla Gorilla, who says, consequence of abolishing the Fed would be the dollar tanks. Though tough times would come for a while, but the free market will prevail. Back to the gold standard. Hey, that we got a long way to go before that, man. But I thank you for the donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Lee Crow, who says, I would eat bat. I'm from Nashville. Some Nashville hot wings. <laughs> Some Nashville hot bat wings would be delicious. Hilarious. Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. And, and that Nashville hot sauce ain't no joke. Shout out to Charles Turner Jr. who says, Anthony, did you hear about the governors of Nevada and Michigan nixing chloroquine as a treatment to Wuhan virus? Shout out to Rapper 10,000 for bringing this up. Yeah, talking about that earlier, where they were saying, well, I think Governor of Michigan probably was thinking because that couple had an issue with it and the guy died that you can't have chloroquine at all. But what they took was called chloroquine phosphate, which is a fish tank cleaner. Okay, that's not what Trump was talking about. That is not an anti-malaria drug. That is a fish tank cleaner. Okay, Trump was talking about hydroxychloroquine, which is used in trials right now in New York. Okay, so if New York are using it in trials right now, why Michigan ban it? It don't make no sense. You got a retard. I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, a disabled, not disabled. That's not kind to disabled people. You have a moron. That's what it is. You have a, a moron in the office up there in Michigan that didn't know the elbow for somewhere else. But anyway, yeah, the whole thing was ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. People are just dumb. At a certain point, it's like, okay, we got drugs that have been working for a long time since the 60s for anti-malaria. They're already using it in certain places. Doctors are using it with success. I mean, why, why would you ban it? It don't make no sense. At least let their trials take place rather than just banning it. Are you a medical professional, uh, Michigan governor, whatever your name is, same thing for the Nevada governor? I mean, you guys got to just stop. But anyway, thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. And that'll be right for me. I will see y'all again on Wednesday, of course, 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. And hopefully you guys are able to get up out of your career sometime. If you are locked down and quarantined, hopefully this comes to an end. I want to see it come to an end. Now, people talk about, oh, you can catch the virus. All right, I mean, people die every day. We don't got time to be just worried about dying. You know, I, if that's the case, don't don't let me get in my car. Don't let me draw. Don't let me do nothing. But thank y'all for joining. And that'll be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.